It's Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, here in the home office, and you are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink. It's a little purple. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color today. So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes. All that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave. Taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go. We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, otherwise uh, known what my kids call the bonus room. Uh, but we appreciate you all very, very much. Appreciate everybody that is in the chat tonight. Appreciate Paul Edgerton is in there. Appreciate Swag Jeff is in there. Appreciate the Raider Lorian that's in there. Uh, Raider Lorian was asking if, if we have car bumper stickers. Absolutely, and I and I tweeted out the link. Absolutely. All right, yeah, I sent it right, out right there. Yep. Yep, there you go. Thank you very much for that, Swaggo. Uh, hey, our buddy Graf is in there. What's up, Graf? What's up, dude? I uh, appreciate you joining us, and, uh, and in fact, you're going to get some respect here in just a second from us because we appreciated the invite to join you and Brother Stewart on the Stu- Graf and Stu show. Uh, appreciate Robert Pena's in there. Herman Munster is in there. Uh, Hooligan Nation is in there. Kenny Blair, Chronicles of the Black Hole. Uh, Kenny Blair's coming to us from Scotland. What's up, uh, Kenny? Coming from Scotland. Uh, a lot of awesome Raider fans out there in the UK, man. Um, our good uh, uh, brothers and sisters in Silver and Black UK. Uh, I've always enjoyed uh, getting a chance to meet those folks. And of course, helmed by uh, Keith Smith. Out there, uh, exactly. Uh, the, yeah. the Crusader exactly. Raider. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, our buddy Paul, I don't know if I mentioned Paul yet, but uh, he's in there, of course, holding it down for uh, for the English Raider fans. And uh, so anyways, appreciate you joining us here tonight uh, for Raiders Fan Radio episode 286. Um, and uh, for those of you that are joining us live on the YouTubes, thank you very much. You can find us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Pacific uh, on the YouTube's. That's youtubecom slash Raiders Fan Radio, or you can find us on the uh, on the the audio internets. Absolutely, oh, the audio the audio internets. All you gotta do is ask your audio internet connected device, like your Alexa, your Google thing, your uh, what else? Does Apple have one? Uh, 
I'm sure they. I'm sure they I'm do, sure right? They do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But it's Alexa is what everybody that, uses. That, that's no, that's what no, everyone uses. That, that's and the, I'm waking up yeah. everyone's Alexa yes, every yes, time yes, it comes out of my mouth. You yeah. are for sure. But yeah, but yeah, you ask you ask your girl Alexa. You ask anybody else. Yeah, it's 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 Raiders fan radio. You can find Raiders fan radio, yeah. and you can find it on any podcast service. So that's Stitcher, that's uh, Google, that's Apple Podcast, that's uh, Amazon Pandora, Music, Amazon Music. Yep. Uh, iHeartRadio, you name it, you can find this this show. And so if, if we would just ask you, please do us a favor uh, to support the show. Uh, just hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the thumbs up, write a review, any of that kind of stuff uh, all helps our cause here. And uh, because we take all the attention that we get via monetary uh, contributions or advertising, uh, any of that kind of stuff goes through our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. And we give all that money away to Raiders-related charities, including... Uh, one, a new one that we've taken on this year is Raider Dad. And Raider Dad, uh, what they do is they supply uh, trips to Allegiant Stadium for underprivileged kids to not only go out and experience what it's like going to a tailgate in a Raider game, but they do it with their families. Mm -hmm. And so cool. and it's such an important thing to connect um, you know, you know, with adults and with the other significant older folks in their lives, um, and they're and they're using football to do it, and so they're providing these outings for them, and so we're we're proud to partner with them, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, sponsor basically one of these outings um, for the Raider Dad folks. So, anyways, appreciate you all very very much for joining us. I think that's all I got. I don't think I got any any breath left in, in the way that Swag's looking at me. He's ready to well, start. Good. Shut He's up. ready to get in there, man. Ready to start talking. So, uh, without further ado, let me turn it over to my best friend and yours, the man that adorns the Western annex of the Murphs Fan Cave Desk. He is Swag Jeff. Well, yeah, he is. He's styling and profiling. You are exceptionally exceptionally styling today, Swaggo. Of course I am, because in true Swag Jeff fashion, I'm rocking Swag Jeff. So if you're on the audio <laughs> podcast, uh, you're my, missing out. My, my missing out. <laughs> you are you are missing out for sure because uh, because my birthday gift came early. So so Michelle so so Murph gave me my gift last week right after the rundown. He you goes, know it's I, not your birthday. It's not my birthday until May, and so he goes, he goes, I can't wait another second to give this to you. So I'm rocking the Hawaiian shirt with Swag Jeff on it. So, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. It's, it's my it's my favorite shirt of all time, and it's such a classic swag face. It's the face. It's the, the face. face. You're making the face. You got the sunglasses on. You got the Raider hat on. That's I was it. worried they weren't going to print it because of the Raider hat. Oh, nah, they don't give a damn. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. Give a they don't yeah. care, man. Yeah. Well, and they saw Swag Jeff underneath the hat. That, that, that's that's, what they were that's most what really on, what they were. So. Well, they might even introduce that into like their standard line of clothing. They should. They, they really they should. need to. You know what? Are you cool? kidding me? Buy that. Uh, I would. I would wear that. Right. right? Swagjeffhawaiianshirt.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone. Someone buy that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Ab absolutely. But man, I'm fired up to be here and all that stuff. And we got a little stank on tonight's episode because Ooh. because you were just talking about the One Nation Foundation, Murph. Yeah. So so uh, so Hooligan Nation. I want to give much respect to you. Yeah. Says hit the button, nerds, with a twenty dollar donation yeah. to the One Nation Foundation. Hey, to things off cool. tonight. Much respect to you because you get poker chip number one because we got a little giveaway tonight. So every every ten dollar donation tonight gets you uh, one poker chip into the running to win that. this. Badass. Absolutely, man! The nineteen sixty five uh, second round draft pick uh, in the AFL that is Fred Bolitnikoff. Come go, on, get Freddy you, son, man! So so every ten dollar donation that. Uh, 
beautiful jersey, uh, certificate of authenticity comes with it and all that. Get in the mix, man. It's all going to the One Nation Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff there, Swaggo. And so we don't do this show alone. We can't. We can't do this show nah. alone. I mean, we can, well, you, but it's not as good. Could. Yeah. It's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not nearly as good. So so to my right, the Western, the Western Annex of the Southern... What is it? Southern the Annex. Southern Annex, Southern of, the Annex, Annex of the Western Annex of the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave together, Desk. Jeff. It is Michelle Sweat. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hey. Yay. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, don't do that shit on me. No, oh, sorry. Hang on. Darn it. Oh, God. Oh, this is what man. happens. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it. Say, <laughs> say her name either. again. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Michelle Sweat. <laughs> Hey, 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 there, we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to be here. I'm starting to get like the butterflies for the draft and stuff, you know. So yeah. I'm starting to get a little excited. Oh, I know, right? And I, I don't pay a whole lot of attention, you know, to because I don't want to get like locked in on somebody and then I have to wave goodbye as they go to another team. Uh, right. So I'm excited. I'm just excited. Absolutely. We talked about that last week on the show. Oh, and yeah. That's, and that's that's it's crucial, man, right? You know, you, you, you get married to certain yeah. players before the college guys. You're like, that's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. And then he winds up playing for the Chiefs. Yeah. And you're like, uh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that love yeah. that I have for that guy is quickly turning into hate. I got to change it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm doing that. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I, that's that's one of the worst parts of, uh, about it. Yeah. If you ask me, like, you know, like I was watching today. Um, so, I mean, good, good morning football oh, and the yeah. NFL Network is on in my house 24-7. Uh, and so they had Tyree Wilson from uh, uh, Texas Tech uh, uh, yeah. on there, yeah. and and it was really kind of funny because Kyle Brandt, one of the hosts of the show, he was they were doing this like mock draft scenario, like not a mock draft, but like pretending like Tyree Wilson got drafted. Oh, yeah. And so Kyle goes up there and he's pretending he's the commissioner, and he's all stale <laughs> and stiff, and it's really funny. And then Tyree Wilson comes out there and just like. Doesn't even bear hug him. Like it's like this just melee under him. just underneath like his hands underneath his <laughs> armpits and just like lifts him up. And Kyle's not a small dude. This is a guy that played running back in at Princeton. You know, he's a big yep. he's, he's a kind of a buff dude. And just lifts him up like he's nothing. Because Tyree Wilson has an 86-inch wingspan or something crazy like that. He's a massive human being. And I'm like, I'm like, Dang, I'm like, can you imagine that guy on the opposite end of Jeez. Max Crosby? Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking, like, talk about we'd we'd be the all arms team <laughs> <laughs> with those two guys, you Deal. know, you know. But and we'll so look, like, yeah. it'd be like Condor Part Two, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And so like, uh, anyways. But I would, as much as I would love to see, I, I'm like, no, uh, don't get excited. No, that's a hard part though because you keep hearing all these names and you hear all of their like what they've done, and even if you're trying not to pay attention, you, you're hearing names. And you're just like, oh, come on, Michelle. Yes. Just don't don't listen, cause yeah, I don't want to get locked in on anybody. But yeah, yeah there's some. Uh, just, oh, I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, and we, and Jeff, you and I, we've talked a lot about Hendon Hooker. Uh -huh. Of course, that's another player yeah, that we're, we're excited about. Also, Christian Gonzalez. Like, I, mm -hmm. I think what I have to do, and and I, I'm, I think I might have mentioned this when we did our rundown this last yeah. week. But what I have to do, Michelle, because <laughs> I don't want to get married to a player. Right. And when you do the math, even with the amount of picks the Raiders have. Out of all the players that get drafted, about 4% of them are going to be Raiders. Ugh. That means 96% of the players that you're looking at and studying mm -hmm. and what, and I'm not, that's not a judgment call or play to anybody that does do that. Because like we mentioned on the rundown too, the guys that we know that do that, like wasted and graph and those guys, they do it amazingly. Yeah. Like they break down the draft and players way better than we ever will. Right. But all, but, but, but my point though is, is that whether you even, you may be doing a great job at it. 
96% of the guys you're studying are going to be playing somewhere else. Right. And a very large portion of them are going to be playing for teams we don't like. We don't like. Yeah. And so I'm just it's like, I have to. Like, say, that's one and the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is all, yeah, all of them. Yeah. But yeah, right. But so like, you know, what's the Bible say? Above all else, guard your heart. Mm, like, that's I me. don't, I got to like, but yep. so what I'll do, Michelle, to help with that mm-hmm. is that I'll look at like, okay, here's Tyree Wilson. Here's Christian Gonzalez. Here's CJ Stroud. Here's like, and I kind of make up in my mind, like who are seven players I would love to see be Raiders out of the top guys. Yeah. Then usually one of those guys, right? unless you trade up for Alex Leatherwood or do some oh. weird ass shit like we've done. I'm going to trigger You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to trust that Dave Ziegler is of sound mind and is going to draft and we're going to get into this later, and yeah. I've got a lot of audio from Josh McDaniels. You'll hear the word best player available come right on out of his mouth. So what Absolutely. I do, I think about who are the best players that are going to be available for the Raiders, and then look at those guys. And then it's like, okay, the odds are way different. Now you've gone yeah, from yeah. 4% to like, you know, what, 20% yeah. maybe? You know what I mean? So you can, and then, and then, and it's going to manageable. Yeah, it's a little like more that. manageable yeah. and you know, you're going to get one of them. Right. So it's anyways, that's what I, I do like in my that. brain. I don't know how you do Raider nation, but I mean, it's, um, it's, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. If, it, Cause there's been numerous players. I mean, what if like, I don't know, like you just, you look at a guy like Gonzalez and what happens if he ends up a Bronco, mm, right? Like, Oh yeah. man. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know? Right. So. And then, and then to go further a little bit, you know, we you say we pick like seven or eight guys where we're like, ooh, I, re- I really like that guy or whatever. But then like later on in the draft or whatever, that's when you tune into folks like Graph and Wasted mm-hmm. and NFL Network and stuff to find those late round oh, gems, yeah. right? Because I, I can be sold on about any of those guys, right? You're oh, like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay, like that could be the seal <laughs> yeah. of the draft and stuff like that. And, you know, back in 2019, Max Crosby was one of those guys, mm-hmm. right? Where everyone was like, oh, you know, I mean, wonder where he's going to go. You know, he's, he's lanky, he's long, you know, all this kind of stuff he could be trouble and you know and then now he's our favorite player in the whole world you know so so yeah absolutely uh schmucky the raider bear in there says too soon murph don't mention leatherwood schmucky schmucky in a while uh let's see uh houston from la and there says swags hat is playered out for real making the name authentic i gotta get wifey to get me one on father's day and the shirt with a bunch of laughing faces (laughs) absolutely good stuff there from uh houston from la uh we've got some more donations in there too swag jeff who do we got and and tell them what they're gonna have have a chance to win absolutely so yes if you tuned in late so hooligan nation of 20 kill jadis the hashtag one chip gang and chef b dropped 20 bucks so yeah. much respect to you, chef b. so yeah so we got 50 bucks tonight so far for the one nation foundation so if you tuned in late we are playing for this fred belitnikoff authenticated uh signed jersey tonight she's a man beaut, clark a, yeah, uh, exactly a and you know clark. and this and the money that we raised tonight is going literally to the belitnikoff oh, family yeah. and the belitnikoff yeah. foundation through the one nation foundation so so much respect to you guys uh Keep, keep the donations coming, man. Let's rack it up for That's the right. One Nation Foundation. Absolutely. Good yeah. stuff there. All right. Uh, Michelle, do you have a who Michelle told us tonight? You don't? Sorry. Okay. That's all right. No, nah, don't, be, don't be sorry. We're good. Uh, so then... Uh, you just that, ruined the show. That's all. That's, I did. I ruined it. Bye. I'm leaving. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's my fault because I didn't ask before well, we went live. You I know? meant to tell you, and I we got sidetracked. And we were talking about food. that's all right. We're talking Stand about the new Foo Fighters song that yeah. came out. Oh yeah, there you go. Because here's the thing, Raider Nation. Like, give you a little bit of inside baseball. 
We try to not talk about the Raiders. <laughs> as much as people say, you guys won't ever talk about the Raiders yeah. on your show. We really don't talk about the Raiders before we go live because if we talk about the Raiders before we go live, we got nothing to talk about when yeah. we go live. And then it sounds canned, you know, yeah. like when you really well, and respect, what you said. And respect to you, Murph, for for cutting us off cutting whenever us we do. Off. <laughs> because yeah, you know, because because we want to talk Raider football all the time, right? So I mean, as soon as Michelle yeah. walks into the door, I'm like, yeah, let's go, yeah. let's talk about all this stuff, right? And so and so Murph always catches us yeah. and goes, we hey, don't need save, to be talking about save this. A, for the show, save it for the show. Quit talking about that you know, shit. yeah, quit talking about the shit. Yeah. Uh, but but hey, so so I do have an episode number, right? So I each just, and every week, yeah. I take a significant moment within Damn the Raider right Nation, relate it back to the episode number, and uh, thanks to my buddy T Hom. Much respect to you. Hey, I got respect. one tonight for you, and I don't have one. I don't have two, but I have three for you. So episode two eighty six, uh, we are going to uh, the first is a total of two eighty six, right? So two hundred eighty six total yards. That's what the Raiders picked up against the Kansas City Chiefs the second time that we played them ever in 1963. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, yeah. So much respect. Um, Al Davis's first two games that were coached were both versus the Chiefs in a span of five days. So, uh, so much respect to that. 286 is also the total number of rushing yards that the Raiders amassed against the Falcons in a 37-34 victory on November 30th, 1975. Wow. Absolutely. And 286 is also the total number of passing yards that Rich Gannon ended up with in the Raiders' 2002 AFC Championship oh, victory. Oh, let's go. That's solid, man, right? That's my favorite one. That's, That's my one. favorite one. Yeah. That's where we beat the Titans' ass. Absolutely. Yeah. That was beautiful. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Hey, before you get to contact info, yeah. uh, go ahead and write up four more poker chips. Oh! And give it to our good buddy, Schmucky the Raider Bear. Oh, my gosh. He says, I didn't realize it was auction night. Uh, just happy to uh, finally make a live show. It's been a while. Appreciate much, you. Yeah. Much, respect, yeah, much, much respect, dude. Much respect. Tell me, show schmuck. Oh, oh there he is here. in for the those, flesh. For those of you that are on the uh, the video feed, there you can see the the legendary Schmucky the Raider Bear, uh, who of course comes to us from up there in section four hundred five of Allegiant Stadium. And this was made by Michelle. Uh, shout out Michelle and her amazing artwork uh, at Inclined to Improvise, and yeah. uh, and she makes some incredible artwork. Great job on your show this weekend oh, too, yeah, which was, was so much really. Fun. Valerie and I had a blast. That oh, was it was way that cool. Was a really cool show. Um, but yeah, old Schmucky to Raider Bear. So for those of you that don't know, uh, 405 doesn't exist <laughs> in, in, in Elysian Stadium, and uh, and there's a whole backstory to Schmucky the Raider Bear. But I'll save you that story for tonight. Well, uh, if you can, I don't even know what show it was. Mm. It was almost a year ago. I I came across really? that video not too too long oh. ago, and yeah, because because we were talking about when they were going to finally let fans back into. So I guess it was two years ago. Uh, well, it was about the it was about the mask, mask, the mask yeah, protocol. Right. Right. Well just yeah. tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well. Go well, ahead. yeah, absolutely. So, so we were talking about you know mask protocol because the first mm. season at Allegiant Stadium, you know, you had to be vaccinated, right? Yeah. And then you had to wear a mask, and then the people that actually wore, you know, Raider mask, you know, fans stuff like that, Gorilla Rilla, mm -hmm. you know, all kind of um, uh, well, the, uh, the pinhead stuff like that. The, the rule was like no one was allowed to wear like other masks because they wanted to see that you had an N95 mask on. And so they said, but they'll probably concede to folks like Gorilla Rilla Pinhead. 
things like the that. Well other, known. The well-known yeah, yeah. people. And, they, and Merv goes, if you're Schmucky the Raider Bear <laughs> sitting in section 405, they're probably not going to let you wear your bear head in there. <laughs> and me and Mosh just I lost it. it. Yeah. And I think within five minutes, there was so, Schmucky the Raider Bear was in the chat. It was fast. So, yeah, it was it was really quick. So, so yeah, so respect, Schmucky. Well, I'll tell you what. And instead of, uh, let's see. I'll just give you this. So real quick. So speaking of Schmucky the Raider Bear. So, yeah. of course, the, the we not not only was Schmucky the Raider Bear the 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 profile here on the show <laughs> unlocked, but also Schmucky the Raider Bear has a Twitter. I yes. think there's a Facebook profile. Yes, and then of course the good <laughs> listeners uh, at Raiders Fan Radio and mainly our buddy Kill Jadis yeah. sent Schmucky's uh, a theme in. So I'm gonna play the theme, Jeff, and then take us to contact. Okay. <laughs> Schmucky Bear's drunker than the average bear. Schmucky Bear is always in the police's hair. At the nosebleed section, you will find him there. Chugging down more beers than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it's dark, him all the batteries pass before they disembark. Schmucky's more notorious than a billionaire. That's because he's Schmucky the Raider Bear. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff swaggy likes? Well, yeah. Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tok. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there Twitch. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Ooh, nice, nice. Mid-season form. I like it. I like it. You know, and when we're doing shows every other week, that usually messes with our timing a little bit. It does. It does. It does. Not not this this day. Not this day, man. So hey, respect to uh, Houston and LA uh, with a ten dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation. Much, much respect. So, uh, so here at the top of the show at our respect segment, we're already at hundred bucks tonight for the oh, for the Krampelinikov jersey. Thank you so, so, much. so yeah, thank so, you so much. So getting the mix man every ten dollar donation gives you one poker chip to win this bad boy Krampelinikov signed jersey. That is awesome. And hey, and so just to give you a quick little update, and uh, and I'll tell you what, let me. Let me give you guys some respect before we even get to respect. Okay. Let me give much, much respect to all of those of you uh, that are out there in the listening audience and watching audience that have contributed to the to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, Jeff and I just looked before we went live tonight. We've already raised thirty five hundred bucks this oh, year. Dang. Yeah. So we've already. <laughs> wow. so, 
So yeah. our goal is to give the Bolitnikovs a check for 15 and we're going to give money to the Raider Dad folks as well mm. to supply one of their outings. Right. Like, this could be a banner year for Raiders Fan Radio, and that's before our corporate folks have even come on yet. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. and this is all 100% because of you guys, and uh, we couldn't be um, uh, more thankful and, 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 and generous enough uh, for what you all do to not only support this dopey little show that we do around here, but most importantly, the fact that you give to the foundation so we can support these Raiders-related mm-hmm. charities. And, yep. and, and the more money we raise, the more charities we're going to start rolling out to. And so thank you very, very much for... Uh, for everything that, that you guys do to support us. We love you for that. All right, so much respect there. And we got some other guys we want to give respect to. Well, so, yeah. Uh, you know, we don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. There's nothing wrong with those things. But, uh, you know, we're Italian. We like to give a little bit of respect. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation, it's time for a little respect. You know... Respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Like a cat or something. Yeah, it sounded a little. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Holy cow. Man, I, the, 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 the club horn, though, that was funny. <laughs> All right, so let's give a little bit of respect. So we appreciate. Uh, uh, man, uh, so many of the uh, the amazing content creators that are out there uh, yes. in, in the in the in this in the space, you know what I mean? And this, this, our family, this, man. This yeah. community of, of 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 Raider fans that yeah. likes to put out content. And I got to say, you know, one of our favorite things that we learned quickly um, when we started doing this show, and the reason that we called it Raiders Fan Radio, was that not only to celebrate Raider Nation sure. uh, to lift us up collectively as a fan base, mm-hmm. but the things that people chose to do with their fandom. And the creativity that comes out of that fandom. In Michelle's case, I just mentioned that you know she made Schmucky the Raider Bear. The <laughs> ships that you see uh, behind Michelle that that, that she created. Um, the pan that Uncle Mark, Uncle oh. Mosh used to use to beat the shit out of Jeff <laughs> that you could see in that shot. Um, that, that was painted by Michelle. Like she's taken her Raider fandom and created art with it. Um, people write music. Um, so so many great Raider themes and, and and things that are out there. You know, you can do a podcast like this or whatever. There's a lot of different yeah. outlets for that fandom. And, and we really, really just have gotten such a, um, a a big kick out of that. And so anyways, that's one of the things I'm so proud of about our, our community of Raider fans. And I think that's why the Raiders um, shows that are out there, whether it's podcasts or videos, I think that's why it's the best and it's unmatched in terms of not only other football yeah. teams, but other sports teams. That's right. You just don't get what you get with Raider Nation sure. when it term- comes to this stuff. So we respect a, a lot of those folks. Um, and one of them in particular, our buddy Graphic Raider, I want to give respect to him tonight. I want to give respect to not only Graph, but uh, to Stuart Schweigert, uh, who is a former yes. safety of the Raiders. So, good, yeah. so Graph reached out to me and Swago the other night to join him and Stu on, on, uh, on his channel for a show and, uh, Swag was able to make it. Um, I was able to pop on there, and I say pop on. It was a two-hour <laughs> show, and 
I told Jeff this, Michelle, it's very rare that I have as much fun podcasting outside of the fan cave, mm-hmm. or at least with you guys oh, yeah. in whatever our thing is. That was one of those times. I, I, it was so much damn fun and funny and just, I mean, I, 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 uh, incredibly insightful mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. from Stu, incredibly entertaining stories from My Stu. Gosh. Yes. Um, so and just good. the overall vibe of hanging with those guys. I can't brag on that experience enough. And if you want to check it out, go to Graf's channel. It's now the OLV Raiders Network is, yes. what, is what he calls it. And so go to uh, OLV Raider Network. You can watch it there live. It's Graf and Stu Show, or it's on our channel on the audio podcast. Yep. Graf was so kind to be to share back the video. And since his video was already up, um, I didn't want to put a, a video yeah, out no, on we our don't channel. Compete with I want to do that. Um, you know, not that he's would we we don't compete. We're all lift each other up. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's that was his content. Yeah. I, di- I didn't want to, even if it was one view, I didn't want it to Truth. go away from his. But Truth. he did share it with us. And so I took the audio and made an audio podcast out of it. And it's on our audio podcast channel. So if you're an audio listener, you can check it out there. It's just called Murph on the Graph and Stew Show. Yeah. And yeah, so much freaking respect to those guys. Had an absolute blast doing it. Absolutely. Well, and you know, and if you're a fan of like getting in deep on like, you know, more than just like watching the play on the Mm -hmm. field and stuff like that, if you want to get like fun, cool stories of like, you know, what it was like to be in that locker room. What was Al like, really? You know, stuff like that. Because like, Stu was one of Stu, Al's guys. Yeah. Stu was one of Al's guys, man, for sure. So, so, cool. so, and Stu and Graf, they, they go on all the time. So, so I think Mondays or whatever it is, check them out. You know, it, it's unbelievable. I, like you said, man, I had more fun as a fan watching that show mm-hmm. after the fact. Like, I mean, I mean, I was belly rolling, man. It was so, yeah, yeah. it was so funny. Some of the stories he was telling, especially, you know, when you guys oh. were getting all loopy by the end of it man that's it was great. freaking amazing so so yeah check that out man for sure be, you know and i think that's why we like hanging out with will so much because we get more of that mm, like because yes. we're, we're nerdy raider fans yeah. right so we get that like stuff that we're like Ooh, not a lot of people know that like that is way interesting and stuff like that so like as funny as Stu's stories are and he's an amazing storyteller like i i could listen to him tell me stories not even about raider but just like in general like all the (laughs) time read your books at night no yeah no shit like tell tell me bedtime stories and shit like for real like he's such a good storyteller but uh but yeah man but but that's why we like hanging out with will and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because we get that inside stuff so check them out lighthearted delivery and And that's the other thing he had an incredible delivery and his storytelling was was just top notch and i think Hearing from players that have played, like you really do get a better perspective of not that it's just a game because that sounds very flippant. But, yeah, like he's a real person who like just hearing him tell the stories about how fans treated him really, really makes you think about how people interact on Twitter with players and like what people say to people. They're like real people that so here and and Will talks about that, too. Like, you know, just hearing them just talk about how fans interact is it it kind of really kind of brings you back down, gives you a little perspective. And those are real people. They're yeah. not Stay just classy, there for Raider us to Nation. throw tomatoes at them. And yeah, yeah. Stay classy, Stay classy. Man. But I actually wrote my – he. I don't remember who he was describing, but he said, big, ugly face ass, ugly. And um, I don't know who he was talking about, but it. I had to pause it and laugh for like <laughs> – 10 minutes yes. because I was like his just delivery with no filter 
That's it's my beautiful. kind of person right there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so funny. That's the thing is that he's so not good. doing it for a no. response. Mm-hmm. He's just being himself yeah. and doing his delivery, and it's funnier than it's so heck, good. Man. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And, and yeah, and I, I there's I got I, and maybe that's one of the reasons that I vibed so much with Stu is that it did remind me of our interactions with Will, where yes. it's just it's unfiltered and he's just being himself and himself his natural disposition is very entertaining yes. and funny. So yeah, it, it, of course. It, you're, you just like gravitate to people like that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, by the way, you played for my favorite football team that I adorn my house with, yeah. wear all over my body and tattoo it on my, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's the, and so it's just, it's like, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to overblow it, but like, yeah. it's, it, it, there's an in immediate connection to, to mm-hmm. folks like that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, 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 and then I think the last component is this, there's a humility there that like, and he talked about this, Stuart talked about this, like, you know, athletes can be assholes. Mm. I mean, anybody can be an asshole. Sure. I mean, podcasters can be assholes too. Yeah. But um, Especially those couple guys. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> damn you, Jeff. Well. But, okay, but so, I mean, anybody can be an asshole. But like, yes. to take what you do for a living and, and to, to treat people a certain way because of what you do for a living, th- that doesn't exist with Stu or Will, mm-hmm. with those guys. They're just them and they treat you just like you, they would treat anybody else. Like, like so, a teammate. Like a, yeah. like a damn teammate. And so it's it's a, it's a very easy conversation. It's a comfortable conversation. Because I've been around athletes before that weren't like that. Oh, they'll primetime the shit out of you. That have oh, that. Yeah. And, yeah, and frankly, yeah. and we've we've encountered, well, one of them changed his mind about us once we went up on stage and presented a check oh, yeah. to the foundation. <laughs> but we got primetime pretty hard yeah, by a pretty prominent legendary. I'll say it, Marcus Allen. Oh, well, I'll say it. Okay. I mean, I, Marcus Allen is not subscribed to our channel. It's well, okay. that's okay. All right. Fair <laughs> it's enough. okay. But yeah, you know, so I walked he up. Did so prime so time us, but he, he did. didn't have any reason not to, you know? He had like, no reason yeah. to not to because, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you have Swag Jeff walking up to you at the Bolitnikov yeah. Foundation dinner and go, hi, we do this show yeah, and we raise this clowns. money and this is why we're here. <laughs> Will you sign these footballs yeah. for us? And he kind of looks at me like, who the hell is this? Yeah. You know, short little fat son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, but like, but like, but then, but then we did, but then we went up on stage and presented the only other $10,000 donation Mm -hmm. besides him at that event. You know what I mean? So he was like, he's like, okay, okay. okay, I feel you. And he came over and he was kind enough to sign our footballs that were, uh, you know, that were giving away or that were, you know, uh, raffling off the, or not raffling off, I guess, uh, auctioning off or, Whatever you want to call it, that raising we're selling mu- it, we're selling we're it, selling whatever. It. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So 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 yeah. So respect. So respect to him. But like, yeah. but like guys like Stu and guys like Will Compton and stuff like that. You, you almost kind of feel like that you are one of their yeah, teammates yeah. and stuff like that. Like they they kind of play it down so cool. Where like you feel like I feel like I'm boys with Will Compton, yeah. and you know, and I've, I I've never you know personally talked to Stu. But like I feel like he would talk to me the same way he was yeah. talking to one 100%. of the guys that, in the locker next to him. You know what I mean? Like just like real guys, and I love that. Well, it all depends on how you come at him. You yeah, know what I mean? That's and that's right. like like Stu said because he's had a oh, lot of. Yeah. He didn't know what his reaction was going to be like when he started reengaging with Raider Nation because people did some shady mm. ass shit to him and said some you know yeah. mean things to him towards the end of his playing career. So he didn't know what it was going to be like, and he was surprised by how welcome he was. Um, coming back to the Raiders, and I just, uh, which was a, a wonderful tip. But again, like if I'd have been a dick to him, yeah. then right. it wouldn't have been that kind of an, a reaction. But it's right. like you know, anyways, whatever. Well, it even still sounds like he has interactions with people that are like, come on, like don't, what are you doing? Like ra- probably Raiders, still, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of sounded like he had, he was really appreciative of 
how you interacted with him. And, and so you could kind of tell that he probably gets still gets ridiculous ass people just being clowns and not thinking yeah, that sure. you're talking to an actual human being. Like, Absolutely. That was a freaking raider. Like, damn. That's the thing. And that's like, that's what I told just him. Some at, respect. at the end, it's like, like at the end of the day, yeah. like you wore and yeah. the silver and black and yeah. represented the silver and black. Like, that picture with Al Davis, oh, dude, so man. good, right? Yeah, so you were good. like, frame that, please. He's like, oh, I got a bunch. I of got them. a bunch like, of them. Yeah, can I have one? <laughs> yeah, I saw you and Kraft both be <laughs> like, both of y'all were like, uh, why do you just have like a random picture out of a frame, yeah. like not hung on your wall yeah. or whatever? Oh, yeah, I'm like, if you got a bunch, you mind scribbling your <laughs> name on right. it, and mailing it to me? Uh, hello, <laughs> I'll take one of those. Thank you, Stu. If you're listening, sign one of those, send it to us, and then we'll send a couple, and we'll auction one off for the One Nation Foundation. Oh, there you go. Go, we, we don't that need really we don't need JSA. Picture. We've got Stu. Absolutely. That's so. a great idea. We'll auction one off and then we'll have one here, we'll for, have the one fan here cave. in the fan cave. That's a great idea. That's Abs- a great absolutely. idea. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll ask him. Well, and because he, he's going to come on our show and uh, he's going to come on the show. So so we're going to also have an ID. We're going to have to cut an ID for Stu up here on this thing for our audio breaks and stuff like that. So, yeah. So so. Stay tuned because he's going to be on our show too, and we can't wait for it. Uh, but I do want to also give respect to uh, some other folks in the chat. Please, uh, we've been talking about Stu and Graf and all that stuff, but I want to give respect to Chef B once again, who already had donated twenty bucks tonight. Yeah. He dropped another fifty. Wow! He says, "Let's help out the One Nation Foundation tonight." Nice. Hashtag support RFR. Uh, Ebony Graves with a ten dollar donation as well says, "I say Raiders fan radio is the bestest podcast in the virtual world." So much respect to her. Yeah, absolutely. And then another uh, a $5 donation from uh, Raider Nation News Today. It says Murph, uh, Jeff, Michelle, salute Raiders. Raiders! So a $5 donation from uh, from them as well. So I'm going to round them up. I'm going to give them another five nice. to give them a poker chip as well. So uh, so if you tuned in late, we are uh, raffling off this signed Fred Bolitnikov jersey that's all going to the One Nation Foundation. Every $10 donation gets you one entry into the running to win this bad boy. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. What's up, Max? And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, Raider Nation News today. That's Hammer. Oh, was that Hammer? That's Hammer, dude. Yeah, what's well, up, Hammer? What's up with all y'all guys changing your names, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. I'm used to looking for Hammer's house and Doxy NT. What are y'all doing? Right? Yeah. Oh, what are y'all awesome, doing, man? Oh, that's awesome. There he is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and our buddy Rev Raider is in there. Uh, Rev Raider from Jersey. Oh, what's, what's up, up Rev? Rev? Appreciate you, Rev Raider, jumping there in the chat. All right. So hey, uh, I guess what? How many minutes are we in now? Uh, uh, only 45. forty-five minutes. So here at the top of the show, uh, let's talk about the Raiders. How about we do that, man? I've got certain information. All right, certain things have come to light, and you know. Uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? 
Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. All right, Jeff. So uh, new shit has come to light. Uh, Michelle, yeah, new shit has come to light. So, I, you know, th there's this, um, you guys ever heard of this little app? That's It's, it's called Twitter. Uh, you ever heard of it? Unfortunately, I have a I have a very love hate relationship with Twitter. Uh, most of the time, I love it. Uh, a lot of times, I hate it. I just uh, hate it most of the time. You just yeah. hate it most of the time. <laughs> I'm trying to love it. Twitter's like it's like any social media. It mm -hmm. is what you make of it, and it's it true. is. And you you are exposed to what you choose to expose yourself to. And so, um, anyway, so I, I have a lot of fun on the Twitters. Um, but here's what I want to ask you guys. And here's what I want to kick off this conversation because, and I got to give respect. I'm going to bring it up here on, on the old phone while we're talking. Um, I suppose I should have done this before. Okay, here we go. I want to give respect to JT. Uh, he is at Condor season. Yeah. So Condor S Z N. Um, he's got, he's a fellow podcaster. Uh, he's an East coast guy and he, he's a host of the Raider cast. And, uh, so anyways, he, he put out a tweet and he says, what's an opinion that will have you like this. And he does the thing from, from tangled where the guy's surrounded by a bunch of swords, you know what I'm talking about? And so, uh, or, or if you picture it like this, the Jon Snow standoff against all yes. in the battle of the bastards, where all yes. everyone, the entire army's coming for him and you're standing alone. Um, so what opinion, what Raiders opinion will have you like this? And he says, I'll start. Josh McDaniels is not getting a fair chance as a head coach. Interesting there. So I want to hear from you chat room. And while, while we're waiting for chat room answers to come in, I want to go around the horn a little bit and I'll tell you guys what mine was. Um, but so that's an interesting conversation to have. He's not getting a fair chance. I would frankly agree with that. I think that it's, uh, I think in one year to make up your mind as a fan that it's not going to work. Grant, I get it. I get it that the evidence has not lended to, you know, give you caution to think otherwise. Sure. And especially when you think about track record of going all the way back to, um, to Denver. But still, when you look at tenures in the NFL, one year for a coach is too early to make up your mind that it's not going to work. So I think that's a, a fair one. So what, again, what point or what, what, you know, opinion would you have Raider nation the where that you feel like you would be working against the grain going against everybody here. I'll give you what mine is. I said, and this came up with a whole <laughs> bunch of freaking yeah, responses yeah. on here. Yeah, uh, and I'll save you all the, the 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 all the you know the back and forth. It's kind of about split down the middle. But the whole point of this was to have an opinion that may not go over well, right? right? That's right. the whole point of the of the of the concept of the question. So I said this: Josh Jacobs isn't worth the money. Trade him and draft a running back. Well, don't you know? I had a lot of people come at me and say. You have lost your mind. He's the best running back in football. Well, I disagree. I don't think he's the best running back in football. And, there, and people are like, well, he's the yardage leader. Yeah, well, Justin Jefferson get led the yards and led the league in yards receiving. Is Justin Jefferson the best wide receiver in football? No, he's on our team, the best wide receiver in football. I mean, and there's a, a handful of others that I would also put in line ahead of Justin Jefferson. So I don't think just because you're the leading league leading rusher automatically makes you the best. And I think that when you consider the holes that we have on defense, the now salary cap that we are fighting up against, I think there are better uses of our money than paying Josh Jacobs above the franchise tag. It's unfortunate for running backs. I feel for running backs. 
They're getting hosed in this collective bargaining agreement because after your rookie contract, you've about outran, no pun intended, <laughs> your value uh, on a football team. And I'm going to read this to you real quick. And as I scroll through my notes real fast here, let me find this dang thing. So, all right. The current running back market value is in the toilet. So says our good friend Mo Moten at Silver and Black today. Love that guy. Love that guy. Love him. Saquon Barkley is in a similar situation to Jacobs. The top running backs in trade cut rumors uh, this year. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon. Chargers cut off talks with Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler mm-hmm. who's led the NFL with 38 touchdowns since, 20, uh, since 21. Off his best year for the Eagles, Miles Sanders signed a four-year, $25 million deal as a top-paid running back in free agency. Four years, $25 million. That's where the market's at. Josh Jacobs is not going to get a bunch of money above the franchise tag, right? and he won't sign it. And he's being petty on social media <laughs> by putting out things like respect goes both ways. Would hate to see it. Is $10 million not enough respect? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I... I understand wanting to get that second contract. I really do. And I'm a capitalist at heart, and I don't begrudge anybody for going and getting theirs. But you got to also be realistic in the position that you're in. The Raiders have all the leverage. We have Zeus White in the building. Yep. We have Brandon Bolden already there. We had, what was the younger, other young guy we drafted late last year? Uh, Britton Brown. Britton Brown. Like, we have options at running back. And... The other part of this is I got crap from people saying, like, why would we trade for or why would we draft a running back when we've got all these other running backs? Because you've got a young man like Spears out of Tulane who is going to be an absolute baller and probably available in the middle rounds of the draft. And there are others like Isaiah Pacheco proved last year you could be a seventh round draft pick and go in and ball out and win a Super Bowl. Yep. It's so there's the reason Raider nation. So there's my, so there's my opinion where I had to draw my sword and stand against the masses. Um, But surprisingly more people actually agreed with me than I expected on that. But that's my, that's kind of my feeling on Josh Jacobs. And that is no freaking shade of Josh Jacobs. I'm completely grateful for what he did for the Raiders, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason he didn't get his fifth year option picked up. Um, and because the, the Raiders weren't confident that he was going to be able to do it in back-to-back seasons because he hasn't done that yet. Anyways, I'm going to shut up, hit on any of that if you want to, but Absolutely. also I want your, yeah, I yeah, want I your wanna, opinion. Yeah, I want to I tag that just a little bit because, right, because one thing that you, you say this all the time, as far as NFL contracts go, they pay you for what you're going to mm-hmm. do, not for what you did. This franchise tag is not a disrespect to Josh Jacobs for the fact that he was the NFL leading rusher last year. Like, good job, dude. Kudos, man. That comes a lot of times in a contract year, in a prove it year of in a, oh, you declined my fifth year option. Here's a pair of these and I'm going to go, you know, ballistic. You know, in the backfield. And that's what Josh Jacobs did. And we love that. And Josh Jacobs is one of my favorite Raiders. You know, I mean, just a just a stud, man. Balls out. The but only current player I own is Jersey. There oh. you go. Plain and simple. And that should tell you something, Raider Nation, because you do not own young players' nope. jerseys. Not at all. But, you know, but like, you know, 
in in other situations and in other years, you you just haven't seen that out of Josh. You know, you got the flash in his rookie year of like, ooh, like this guy's gonna be a freaking baller. But then a couple, of, you just couldn't stay on the field, right? So you know, yeah, so, yards per carry comes yeah. down and all so those like things. For so. a guy that has had you know injury trouble, all those things, the petty stuff on Twitter, all that kind of stuff, and on his Instagram story and all that jazz, whatever. Ten million dollars is a freaking bag to you, bro. Like, scoop it up. Yeah, scoop it up. Get paid, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then ball out this year. And so then, you know, your contract that you want where you, you know, may get 11, 12, whatever. But I don't, but I don't think he's going to get a whole lot more than I don't that. Think so and either. I think that's, I think that's the rub with me is that like, bro, like $10 million, dude, like, you know, Miles Sanders just got a four year, 25 mil. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not good at math or whatever, but that's considerably less than $10 million a year. Right. So Dude, like, but if he, but see, but here's the thing though, and here's why I understand where Josh is coming from. Like, if he gets hurt, right, right he doesn't have like, there, th- he's looking for that something that f- to secure the future. Right. Sure. And a franchise tag does not secure the future. And like, and look, if you want to, unfortunately, for a lot of players, you want to piss them off, give them the franchise tag. Yeah. And it's the non exclusive tag mm. is the other thing. So it's like, I get where he's coming from. I don't think it's disrespect. I think it's a business decision. Like the Raiders have an entire team to manage. They don't yeah. just have to manage one position. Yeah. And we have holes that are glaring well, and way bigger and more important, I think, than running back. But let's move off of this. Give okay. me your, give me well, your well, I'm going to tag one more. Please, right, but right then quick. give me your opinion. I, 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 definitely, I definitely will. So, uh, so, you know, and I think Josh Jacobs probably should understand that these business or these moves are business yeah. because of all people on that team last year, who was the most vocal about being pissed off that other positions weren't performing as well as they need to be. Right. It was Josh freaking Jacobs, man. Mm-hmm. So like, he knows that like this team's got to save a little money to be able to, you know, pay out and get some performance in other positions. So, so moving on from that, um, the hot take that I take that I will stand there with the sword and defend is I think that signing Jimmy Garoppolo made our offense five times better. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think, I think that I wish I had like a, like a horse's like, charging or something. Oh, like yeah, a they, yeah, to they, play. There yeah, you yeah. go. I think that bringing Jimmy Garoppolo, who's got coconuts? Yeah. Who's got coconuts? But yeah, but no, I, I really, but I really think that Jimmy Garoppolo coming into this locker room, I think it may, I think it immediately made our offense considerably better. Um, and give know. it a why. Now that's a hot take. That so why? Why? Take. Because really without fully divulging sources, because he's bought in. There you because go. he's bought there in. Go. Because he understands this system. He has been successful in it, and he's willing to do it. Plain and simple. Mm. He knows what to do to get the job done. That it's a team sport, and that it's not all about you know feel uncomfortable or uncomfortable in a certain situation, he's willing to do what he needs to do for Josh McDaniels in the way that he runs this offense, plain and simple. And, you know, and it, some of the other players on offense, their, their numbers might be a little bit different than what they were last year. But I think overall as an offensive unit for those, those 11 guys that hold on to the pigskin on offense, mm. the offense is considerably better with number 10 under the center. I like it. That's a good one, Jeff. How about you, you Michelle? So mine was actually going to be a Josh Jacobs that I don't think he's worth like hanging on to because he, um, and I hate to bite off yours, but honestly, no, honestly, all three of them uh, to me are not very hot takes. They seem valid. Like, 
the Josh McDaniels clearly has not gotten the time that he needs, even though I know it's hard to not think about what he's done in the past. Like, I totally get that. But you really have to look at this from the perspective of the Raiders, not Denver or whoever the hell else he was with. You really have to look at it and give him the time that he needs, and Dave Ziegler as well. That's for sure. Then the Josh Jacobs thing, like, yeah, he was he was really great last season, but we still didn't make the playoffs. So, like, even if we brought in a running back that even produced a little less and the rest of the offense produced a little more, you're going to have a more balanced offense and you're not going to have to – I mean, you're not going to have to put the whole games on his back. So, like, I get wanting to get what you deserve. Like, I totally understand and do that. Like, go for what you think you deserve, but also – be realistic in knowing that your whole team has holes that need to be plunked and let's look, you got to think about that. And then releasing Derek Carr, I think was probably one of the smartest moves aside from bringing in Devonte Adams. I think that was a really great move because one, if anything, I like that take right there, uh, yeah. simple. you know what? That's a good one That's right a, there. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> because if anything, it completely shook everything up to the point where, now things have to be different. They will be different. Now they, maybe they're, I don't know if they're going to be better. We'll have to wait and see, but you can't keep doing the same damn thing over Amen. and over again. That's insanity. So releasing him, fresh canvas. I'm an artist. I'm all about a fresh canvas. Let's see what the F we can do from this point forward. So I think releasing Derek was a good move. Painful for a lot of people, but you say it all the time, or business decisions you guys really have to think about this from a business perspective you're not going to keep an employee that is good enough but when you know that there may be better out there you're not going to yeah. keep that employee so yeah absolutely yeah. well well so someone and and kind of on on that josh jacobs train that we're talking about as well um uh th there's a person in the chat says i'm all in for cleaning house and hiring the men that still have passion to play the game yeah. uh money is a perk not the primary focus and that comes from the one and only legendary Uncle Ma. Yeah. Uncle Ma in the chat, my man. What's Holy cow, he's got the itch, man. Just I like going that. to casinos, oh, man. He's got the itch. He's got that RFR yeah. itch, man. Oh, my. Oh. Uncle Ma, there's you a come chair back. right here next That's to me. That's right. Absolutely. Come on, Uncle Ma. Um, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. We need to do that. that we need. Would we need be. to get Uncle Ma back in. I know because we. It's we're not like people don't Mosh, ever ask man. about him. Right? Yeah. yeah. Every week, oh, we're going like, respect Uncle Mosh. Respect Uncle Mosh. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, so wait, wait, hold on. I got one more. Go ahead. Piece of info for you here. So on this Josh Jacobs thing, since we're freaking, you know, on the subject so so much. July 15th is the deadline for both sides to agree on a long-term contract. After that, they cannot negotiate a deal until after the season. Okay. So if we don't get a deal with Josh by July 15th, oh. now watch him play this year, of course, under the franchise tag, and then watch the Raiders tag him again. That's mm. I'm telling you, man. I think that might happen. You know dude. what? Here's the thing, man. And I think that, it, again, I and I started off this whole thing by saying, I don't agree with the way oh. that the collective bargaining agreement yeah. represents running backs, but really the whole collecting bargaining agreement is set up to protect quarterbacks. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, all yeah. it is at the end of the day. Uh, running backs yep. are really shit on. I they, mean, they really, really are. are. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. the biggest area, or the biggest time of their, their in, in their career in terms of productivity is within the first five or six years. So you get them on a rookie contract for four, you tag them twice. And then you go, okay, yeah, fine, see ya. And then no one wants to pay him. And you know that running backs are not respected when there was a, even a rumor about Derrick Henry being shopped. Like, 
that oh, he will is. tell you he's being shot. That he's being shot. Yes. Like that will tell you that running backs don't get no damn respect because yep. holy, who wouldn't want him? You know, like he's yeah, and he's a train on the Titans. Like yeah, and that he's just a, shows you he is the Titans. He is the Titans. He is you know literally I mean? like, the Titans. Yeah, holy cow. So if well, he besides can get Taylor shot, but, yeah. well. And he's not Mark a Titan anymore. Well, that's true. So that's now it's true. down to Derek. So yeah. Derek. Yeah. But yeah, like if he's getting shopped, like then nobody's safe. Ain't nobody's safe. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. safe. Yeah. Get, get what you can because well, nobody's absolutely. safe. And, he's, and that's the thing is that even these guys that got the second deal, like Cook, like Zeke Elliott, mm-hmm. like Derrick Henry, they, oh, they're yeah. still, they're not letting them finish out their contract. Like you're saying, yeah. they're, they're trying to ship them off before. So it's yeah. it's funky, man. And yeah. you know, and, and it's really, and I learned a, a lot here recently and in, in, in listening to this stuff and, and, and kind of digging into it. It really is, I didn't realize how favorable the CBA, the collective bargaining oh. agreement is for wealthy players. Mm. The guys that are the journeymen, the Will Comptons of oh, the world. Yeah. yeah. It ain't good for them. It's really not. Like the CBA mm-hmm. takes complete advantage of most of the players in the NFL, but what are they going to do? Yeah. What they, what they they don't have the power. Who has the power? People that have contracts like now mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, yeah. right? Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Those are the guys that have the power when it comes to, and, and I mean, but that's most organizations. <laughs> like I mean, that's well, like speak that's, on that. True. Well, it is. I mean, that's every organization that you'll see or giant conglomerate organization like that's just the way well that's the way the world is i mean that's kind of just the way the world is the little guy gets shit on and the guy with holding all the cards gets to play the games yep. like i mean that's just the way it is absolutely absolutely good stuff there all right so let's uh so let's move on from josh jacobs okay <laughs> And uh, let's let's but let's stay on this this Twitter thing. This is fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was hoping this was going to be a good segment, and, and so far this has been a blast. Um, okay, so I put out a tweet because I was thinking about. Let me see what the, I got to bring this back up again. Um, sorry, I should have. That's okay. I, I hey, while, while you're pulling yeah, that up, shout out while the, you're the, pulling yeah, yeah, while yeah, you're yeah, pulling yeah, that yeah, up, please. So uh, so we had some people donate uh, yes. uh, to the One Nation Foundation. So Mojo with a twenty dollar hey, donation. Yay, Mojo, hey, absolutely. Hey, and, then, uh, and then our buddy Jason Hunter, man. Oh, Jason, Jason Hunter come in and dropped fifty dollars oh. to the One Nation oh. Foundation. Much, much respect, Jason. And then uh, Tider Raider dropped a 20. And then our buddy Hammer, uh, Raider Nation News Today, dropped another oh, yeah. 20 oh, as well. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Much respect to you guys. So it's all going to the One Nation Foundation. And if you tuned in late, you're also playing for one of these. So every $10 donation gets you into the running to win this bad boy right here. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, good deal. We appreciate all of you Absolutely. so very, very much. All right, so on the... Heels of my Josh Jacobs post. One of somebody wrote, uh, "Do Raider fans like anyone on the team?" And which, 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 which is kind of gets kind of funny. Um, and so I said, Michelle, I said, I think we all pretty much agree on Max, yep, Colton Miller, mm-hmm. Nate Hobbs, mm-hmm. Daniel Carlson, yep, uh, AJ Cole, mm-hmm. Amik Robertson, yep, Jacob Johnson, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, and of course Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there anybody that you can think of in Raider Nation? And so, and and some people kind of misunderstood what I was trying to say. I wasn't saying what players I would want to keep on the team. Period. And that that wasn't my question or, or my 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 point. My point was who, in terms of players, are universally accepted mm-hmm. amongst Raider Nation. Where when I say to you, Michelle, do you like Devontae Adams right. being on the Raiders? Who's gonna say no? Who's gonna say no to that? You right? in the face. Absolutely. No I mean, him and Max Crosby. <laughs> yeah, those are. 
those are the two leaders of this team. It's yes. it's Devontae and Mac. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of had to dig a little bit, but I think universally, yeah. Nate Hobbs, you sure. know, again, Nate, uh, Amik mm-hmm. Robertson, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Who, is there anybody else you can think of? Or is there anybody on my list that you might remove in chat room? Okay. There's there's an interesting name coming up there in Renfro. the chat room. I was going to say, did you say Renfro? No, I didn't because I think that some people are out on him. Yeah, so again, I, I right, love yeah. Renfro. Same, yeah. He's the GOAT. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want Renfro to not be on our team, but I don't know if all of Raider Nation mm-hmm. is bought in on that still. Right. No, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think Renfro, people are now on the fence with him. Um, but the rest of that list, you said Colton Miller? Yeah, Colton like, Miller yeah, I got on there. The rest of that yeah. list, I really feel like is a solid everyone's on board, but I mean, I don't know. Let it was people say in the chat. Like, is everyone saying that that, cause that list seems really like solid Raiders. Yes. Love them all. Everyone should love them. I if think you so. Don't, right? I need to know why. Yeah. I, I need think to know that's, why yeah. if you don't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Swago. So is there anybody? Okay. So we got Max Crosby, Colton Miller, Nate Hobbs, Daniel Carlson, AJ Cole, Amik Robertson, Jacob Johnson, Josh Jacobs, and Devonte Adams. I think are universally accept, uh, mm-hmm. accepted amongst Raider Nation. Sure. Michelle brought up the idea that like Hunter Renfro, I think is in that conversation, but there might be people now that are all like, Hey, well maybe we could trade him and get something yeah. in return and blah, blah. He could yeah, be a yeah. draft day trade. Like there's, yeah, that's not me. I don't want them to do. I want no, them to I keep. Want Hunter him Ren- to keep. Yeah, yeah. I want to be kept, but I do think there are people that are like not a hundred percent sold on keeping. They think we can get something for him, get something for him. Yeah, so I think sure. there are those people. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody well, you would take off my list or add f- or add to the list? Well, you know, well, I, I, well, look, I, what, I, look at what da- yeah. Daniel just said. Yeah, yeah. What did who say? Daniel Chronicles of the Black Hole. Not on board with a meek, and I, I get that. You know, I wasn't on board with a meek until this year. Mm-hmm. I think he really stepped up a lot this year. Uh, you know, stepped in when injuries happened and yes. stuff like that. When you saw Hobbs go down for a long time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, and what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, shoot. Who's the guy we got from um, from the Ravens? Oh, the, uh, with, the, um, with the with the red tips. Yeah. Uh, Another guy with the red tips. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, Anthony Averitt. Anthony Averitt. Anthony Averitt. Yeah. yeah when he shit the bed. Oh, boy. You know, you know, I mean, yeah, just absolute garbage. But, uh, you know, so he stepped up a lot. I, I really like I really like that. Uh, but, you know, if people are looking at Hunter Renfro in that view of, well, maybe we can get something for him. Then you throw Josh Jacobs in that list too. At that point, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, as far as ta- as far as talent goes, and as far as you know, production on the field and stuff like that, and what the guy brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, slot receiver. You know, it doesn't get a whole lot better than than Hunter Renfro, right? Yeah. So you know, so you look in the same aspect. If people are like, well, you know, if we can get some value out of Renfro, then get some value out of Jacobs too. Right. You know, he, I mean, but and that's, Renfro and, looked a lot different in this system. Well, you and know? that's so I think that's, that's what true. people are judging it on on I, that. I, I think I think so. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you're right about that. But yeah. you know, but I mean, I as far as him, but um, are you kidding me? He's the <laughs> yeah. goat, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But <laughs> but you know, but I mean, yes, like running back is like a little bit of a different position uh-huh. though because you can't you know i mean you're not going to play running back differently oh, right you know and i right. mean running back i think you know i mean you hit your hole yeah, and, yeah. and you play like yeah you that's know, why young running backs are so good exactly right. yeah. Yeah. Right. they're a lot more plug and play yeah. renfro yeah. shine because he could do his china routes oh, and he could so do good. his dipsy do's and all that kind of stuff under the gruden's offense and stuff like that and he doesn't do that as you know he can't really do that using uh josh mcdaniel's mm-hmm. you know game plan and stuff like that but you know, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's do what 
The dog's Bombers. over there oh, dreaming. Oh, he's dreaming. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Like, yeah, well, he's, you know, bomb. but, you know, I mean, if you look at it as far as that goes, you know, as far as, you know, the future of the Raiders, right. you know, then, then chop them. Then, I say you know, stop I think, effing with the offense and let's think about the defense. Let's well, go. I, <laughs> I mean, hey, leave I, the offense I like alone. It, man. Let's it. get to that's work on the it. defense. I like it. That's what I want to say. I like it. I like I it for sure. Off, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, cut him. You just got to cut him. Yeah, you, you just got to because I'll keep rambling. But, but, but you know, but I think I think Renfro and Jacobs are two potential draft day. Traits. So then, not universally accepted by Raider right, Nation. Right. Not, uni- not universally because so. because yeah. Swag Jeff said maybe you could trade him on draft day. <laughs> the end. Okay, that's right. Go. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So it, that's a hundred percent because he's he would be. You would be the one. He would be the one. I would be the one. So it's not unanimous. It's not unanimous. Okay. Yeah. So, and so and it's not because a lot of people now also in the chat are saying Jakob Johnson. Oh. They're saying there are other fullbacks later in the draft, and so you could and uh, he wasn't necessarily an upgrade over Alec Ingold. I would argue that. He's a different player. Okay. Alec mm-hmm. was a little bit more versatile, pass mm-hmm. catcher. You know, he scored the first yeah. ever touchdown at Legion yeah. Stadium. Different player. So would you say upgrade or lateral move? I'd say lateral move because Jakob Johnson's the he's the pounder, right? Yeah. He's the guy to just freaking blow a hole yeah. open in the line of scrimmage. Like he's that guy, which yeah. I think also too. That's what led to a lot of the success for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, there's, absolutely. there's a reason Josh Jacobs had the year he did, and it wasn't just because of him. True, true. It was because they gave him a big-ass, badass 45 <laughs> fullback to go up there and freaking lay wood. And so absolutely. I think that had a big big part to do with it. But anyways, but if somebody in there doesn't agree, then, that, then again, it takes it off the 100% list. So I think the list is pretty short. And again, to go back to it, to me, it's – and even really – it's Max and Devonte, and then yeah. some other. And that people. might be it. Because honestly, I think even with Amik, it's like, yeah, he's great. He's got that like dog in him. He's got like, that he's dog, got in, the dog him, yeah. in him. But and I think that's why everybody loves him. He has a lot him. of shortcomings. No pun intended. Oh, you know what I'm yes, saying? Like, you did. so there's like, I did, I did. <laughs> but you know, so I feel like that there's probably some people that are like, just replace him with somebody that has the same capabilities that maybe can, has a little more reach or whatever. Because I know there were a lot of times, a lot of plays. Where he really wanted to make it happen, but yeah, he just, just physically didn't have it in him. There was a lot of and that ball six inches away from, from his yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think he probably is not 100%. I don't think he's 100% on the list. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. All right. All right. Uh, chat room. So we want to hear yours. Uh, keep them coming, man. Uh, anybody that, like, uh, okay, uh, T3 Sports guy, I like him. He's got uh, an yeah. uphill battle to make the yeah. roster this year. I don't think so. I think he's on the roster yeah. this year. I, I, you know, I mean, especially covering in the slot. Mm-hmm. You know, if it weren't for the fact that, like Jeff said, if our other corners weren't shitting the bed right. and getting hurt, then he wouldn't have had to That's move to so the outside. Yeah. If you keep him inside, he's great. Mm-hmm. He, he does a great job That's in there. So, so true. All right, so let's go ahead and, because uh, <laughs> we don't talk offense enough around here, uh, let's go ahead and jump on uh, d- some discussion around a player that, frankly, the reason I wanted to include this tonight, we haven't talked a lot about this guy. Okay. Okay. We haven't talked a lot about Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arguably, and maybe not even arguably, the best free agent wide receiver mm. that was available. Yep. And big surprise, he was a former Patriot. Uh-huh. Uh, comes on over to the Raiders. And uh, so let's check in with Dave Ziegler talking about what uh, Jacoby Myers brings to the table. Okay. Is players that have a chip on their shoulder, players that have earned their way, players that have an edge, um, those are guys that, you know, we want the fabric of our team to um, eventually have that look and, and, and have that feel to it. And when you look at how Jacoby came in the league, um, you see a guy that was an undrafted player uh, that really had to make his way. He was a quarterback in college. He switched the receiver position. 
an underdog mentality. And, and, Co- and Jacoby's worked uh, for everything that he's gotten. He, he has a high passion and a love for football, which is another important trait that we want the Las, Ve- Las Vegas Raiders to embody. And, and so that's, uh, you know, there's, there's some intangible things there that are, that are really attractive to us. The player, um, Jacoby's showed the ability consistently over the last, the course of, um, you know, three plus years here to be, get, to be able to get open and catch the football versus um, some of the better defensive backs in the league uh, from multiple alignments. He can do it from the inside. He's done it from the outside. Uh, highly productive player and reliable player on third down, which is a critical down in the NFL. And so, you know, Jacoby has a lot of, I'd say, intangible traits. And then the physical skill sets and what he's done in the league as a, as a receiver speaks to itself. And so to be able to, uh, to allow, uh, allow us to um, add another guy at a, a scoring position that can move the chains, that can uh, get open, catch the football, and be productive for us, um, you know, is something that's, uh, you know, is something that's really attractive to us. All right, good stuff there from Dave Ziegler talking about Jacoby Myers. All right, so here we go. You ready for a hot take? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna catch some heat on this one. Oh, good. Uh, yes. We're gonna have the best wide receiver core this year than we've had since we had Jerry Porter, Timmy Brown, and Jerry Rice. Dude, I don't see a hot take there. That sounds legit. Like a. That's a smart take. I mean, like for across the board. Yes. Yeah. Yep. When you look at yeah. Devontae Adams, oh yeah, the best wide receiver in football. Jacoby Myers, a guy that can play the slot mm-hmm. and be super effective outside uh, as your number two. Then Hunter Renfro in there. And then, oh, yeah, we got all these other pass-catching tight ends that the Raiders have brought in. I'm telling you, this wide receiver core, because I was trying to think about, like, all right, we had, like, the Amari Cooper, Seth Roberts. You had, like, you know, you get Andre Holmes. You had – we've had some some good players through. But I think top to bottom, and especially when you look at the effectiveness that he can play with – in this system, and then oh yeah, you add in. Look, I'll just say this: there was, there was a year. Was it last year? Yeah, <laughs> where we said, you know what? There's no excuses left for Derek. There's not like you, you literally have given him everything that he ever wanted. That fans ever said he needed. All the the, the excuses are are done. Like it, it, you either got to get it done now or we're got to move on and do something different because you've now been set up to the best possible through the best possible scenarios for your own success. And it didn't work out. Mm. I would say the same thing for Josh McDaniels. You've literally got everything you want offensively. If we don't score 30 points a game, this is a failure. And I'm, I'm being silly saying 30 points a game, but if we don't see a high flying or at least highly effective, efficient, moving the hell out of the football, converting a lot of third downs type offense, it's a failure because you've now got, your pieces are all in place. Like, so let's see it. Let's see it work. Like, there's no excuses left. And I think that Jacoby Myers was like that, for lack of a better term, that glue. That was the one p- component, which is why they freaking ran out and grabbed him as soon as they could. Right. That was the one component that, like, the Raiders have had some good second receivers in there. We've seen mm. what Zay Jones. We've seen um, who's who's uh, Nelson Aguilar. Right. We've yeah. seen we've seen different like those guys come in. We, Mac Hollins Mac last Holland, year right. yeah. come mm-hmm. in, play decent, and then go get a contract somewhere right. else. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what Jacoby Myers no. is going to do. This is going to be our main players on offense. Yes. For the foreseeable future. Yes. And I'm telling you, they're yes. going to be good. They're going to be yes. freaking. B- yes. I, that's what I'm saying, man. So, so it's, 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 it's funny that you brought all those guys up because I had it written down the, <laughs> all of those guys. Right. So we saw Nelson Aguilar freaking 
ball out. We saw yeah. Zay Jones. We saw Matt Collins, and all of them got a bag, but they were all number two receivers, yep. right? Yeah. So now we bring in Jacoby Myers, who's a number one. I'm telling you, man. I mean, because he was one last year, right? With the Patriots. Year, yeah, yeah. He's the wide receiver one for the New England Patriots last mm-hmm. year. And now we have him. So now we essentially have two wide receiver ones. I'm with you, man. I really think that this uh, this wide receiver core is going to be more scary than anything we've seen in a long time. And, you know, I mean, and then, oh, yeah, you add O.J. Howard and Austin Hooper, mm-hmm. and you still got Hunter Renfro today in the slot. You know what I mean? Like, all oh, those. Philip Dorsett. And Philip Dorsett, the, the burning everybody. Yeah. Freaking, like, yeah. come on, man. Absolutely. F and A, man. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many pieces there that, like, holy cow, man. Like, it's going to be good. Yeah, no, I and I see Chevy Silver Raider says that, um, are we drunk Garoppolo, or high? No, Garoppolo oh. can't pass. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. You ain't got to be perfect. You just got to get it close, and they'll reel it in. Like, that's one of the things that I, you know, you watch other teams and you see, like, I don't know, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you see them, like, Tyreek Hill Tyree is the Hill, king just of that. reeling in. He's a such a, They don't have to be perfect passes. That dude could adjust close. to the football. Yeah. Cliff Branch was like that. Exactly. We'll keep it on the Raiders. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You want to know why yeah. Jim Plunkett was so good? Yeah. Cliff Branch. Cliff Branch, because he could just reel it in. And, and that's the thing. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to be perfect. He No quarterback has to be perfect. Matthew Stafford wasn't a perfect quarterback when he went to the Rams. Like No, but, but Cooper Cup was a... But exactly. There, yeah, and yeah. so you Truth. have the right targets and the right system and you know the system and you know where someone's going to be and you know what someone's supposed to be doing and everybody knows their damn job. You don't have to be perfect. That right. was the problem I think with, with Derek Carr is like he had to be perfect and nobody's perfect. And, and so I, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to be perfect. He may not be. I don't. I really don't know a whole lot about Jimmy Garoppolo except he's really cute. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know. What else do you need to know? So what else do you need to know? But because I never had to know anything about him because he was not a Raider. Now he's a Raider, so I know a little more about him. I don't know how accurate his passes are. All I know is he's a good quarterback. Well, Jay and Morrison he, there says uh, our good buddy Jay. I haven't heard from him in a while. Good a to more see you, brother. accurate than Carr. And he real yeah. and that's the thing about Jimmy. He doesn't have a monster arm, right? But he's still got an Accuracy, NFL arm. He's right. accurate. He's yeah. got timing. That's yeah. what this whole thing is. You don't have to be predicated. perfect. Yeah, Get it right. close to them, and they'll reel that bitch in. Like that's it. Yep, plain and simple. Well, yeah. and you, you know, look at look and like and they were playing it today on on NFL Network. They were playing a lot of it, 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 Jimmy, you know, highlights and thing. When, when was it today? No, I'm sorry, it was when I was doing show prep. I was doing show prep because I've got some audio on Jimmy coming up, and there's a lot of um, highlights of his year last year mm. with the Niners before he got hurt. Mm. Those of you that are saying like, oh, he's not that great and yeah. throwing about, ask George Kittle. Ask George Kittle how good Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. is because every freaking highlight I see, uh, or ask Brandon Ayuk if Jimmy Garoppolo is any good. That's, he's throwing dimes to these yeah, guys right. in the back of the end zone. Right. You know, high point in places where they can high point the football, mm-hmm. where they can box people out. Like they're, Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback. The knock against him, and I'll give he's you this dope. to any of you haters, we don't know if he's going to stay, stay healthy. healthy. That's, that's the thing. The, that's the knock. That's it's, really the only knock. That's the million dollar it's question. Not, yeah. It's yeah. not ability. Ability yeah. is fine. Yeah. The, the buy-in is fine. Like the demeanor, the leadership, yeah. the yeah. all that, all that stuff is there. 
It's the health. health yeah. That's right. the thing that that is. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Stay and healthy. That's it. Just yep. stay damn healthy, yeah. and hopefully, and we gotta protect him. Yeah. So he can stay healthy. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, and kind of like what we talked about about the quarterback position and stuff like that. It's about buying in, knowing the system, knowing where your guys are gonna be. So Jimmy's gonna know where right. you know where his guys are gonna be because he's familiar with the system. Yeah. Now you bring in a guy like Jacoby Myers who knows where to be for right. his quarterback in that system. So you're bringing in more pieces. And I, I, I think we talked about it on a previous show. Like people look at that as such a negative of like, Oh, why are, why is Josh and Dave just bringing in these guys that they know? Like, uh, hello. Like, isn't that a good thing? It's like what? Like, what? like, <laughs> yeah, of course you're going to bring in your buddies. You know, you're going to bring in your people that know what to do. And you've seen proven success out of those people. So, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. like bring in those folks that know where they need to right. be. You take you know? over a business. Yes. You are not going to just stick with the people that are there. You're going to bring in the people you trust that know how you do things. And they're going to, even if they're not there for long, they're going to help everyone in the building figure out how to do what it is that you do like Absolutely. that. Who is not going to do that? Absolutely. I, that argument drives me insane yeah, because gonna, it's so stupid. Absolutely. I t- couldn't agree with you more. You're going to surround yourself with the people that led to yes. your success in the past. Like yeah. and you're going to try to replicate it. And yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that's a how criticism. Else do you do it? How else would you do yeah, you that? You have to take you the prior experience. Like, and if you could take the prior people that you've done it with, then yes, why not? I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Wyo in there. It says um, uh, Wyoming Raider Jimmy has to be relatively uh, accurate under pressure. If he can do that, we got something. Carr was accurate as hell at mm. QB camps uh, and his T-shirt, but not under pressure. Yeah, that yeah. I think, and I think that's where this is kind of going. Is that you know the criticism that we heard of Derek was the lack of buy-in, mm-hmm. the decision making at the line of scrimmage, and then ultimately what happened when things got a little muddy yeah. or. They weren't even muddy, yeah. and he just anticipated them being Muddiness. muddy and did yeah. some goofy shit. Yeah, you right. can be you can be at the Pro Bowl accurate, like that's you can do that. Yes, but accuracy when you're when you got three hundred pound dudes falling at, at your you, feet, it's a little different story. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So, um, anyway, so that's that's a great point uh, there by Wyo. All right, so it is draft season, of course. So uh, we better check in with uh, Josh McDaniels and check in what he has to say about drafting and check this out guys uh, for those of you speculating what the Raiders are going to do at seven might just be the best player available what we've tried to do is put ourselves in a position so we can actually draft the best player that we feel like is available at the time um, and we're open to anything you know what I mean and and that's not that's nothing new but um, if that happened to be a quarterback then it's a quarterback if it happened to be a defense alignment it's a defense alignment it happened to be a tight end it's a tight end you know what I mean so um, you know, whatever, whatever player, we're doing our work on everybody, um, trying to do our due diligence on every spot in the draft. Um, and we, we know we pick high in every round, basically. And so it's, you know, it's an opportunity that you hope you don't have a whole lot of. Um, but we're going to try to take full advantage of if we can this year. All right, guys. So you know what I have to say to Josh McDaniels? What's that? I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing smoke. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. And I'm going to throw it to you on this. I 100% believe that pre-draft, they are playing poker. Oh, yeah. And Josh McDaniels, I think, knows damn well what he wants to do at number seven. And maybe not in terms of exact player, but in terms of position 
or at least grouping, whether that be as big of a grouping as defense or grouping as defensive line or whatever. So when he says that they're just, yeah, we're open, for, we're open to everybody. I don't believe you. Because you're freaking trying to be open for business is what you're trying to do. Don't you think? Yeah, no, that's like, that's the like answer that you give. That's like just the quintessential, we're just going to take whoever is the best player on the board. No, they are in there. They have, they have discussed this. They have talked about every scenario that comes up. They've talked about if this person goes, if this person goes, if this person's here, if we can trade up, they've got 12 picks. Like, I don't think they'll take all 12 picks. Like, I really think they're going to use those to like move up or move back or whatever the hell. But no, there's no way. Now, unless it's a really incredible defensive player, then take them. Take them. Unless it's a quarterback that's still there, and then they're going to take him. You know? So, yeah. No, I think that's just smoke. smoke. Absolutely. (laughs) And and they might be open to the idea that, like, okay, there's maybe – here's there's two positions that we might want to fill. So, if somebody does something goofy like – Jeff and I were talking about pre-show today about like the Texans maybe not taking a quarterback. Oh yeah, and maybe they trade out of that, or maybe they because the NFL Network today was talking about the Texans drafting Levis at twelve. Oh yeah, so maybe they take somebody defensively, and then like then all of a sudden where's C.J. Stroud going right. to end up, and then the things change. So I'm not saying that they're not open <laughs> to being flexible, but that whole idea that like. Eh, we don't know who we're going to take. We're oh, just going to take gosh. whoever's there. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, that, that I mean, that <laughs> mindset, that's like Uncle Mosh at a buffet, right? So, he's like, mm, I don't know. I'll just see when I get up there, right? Uh-huh. You know? I'm taking two plates. I'm <laughs> yeah, done yeah. and everything. Fact <laughs> of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? The no, fact, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, like you're, you're not a coach or a GM in the NFL <laughs> and having that mindset of, eh, uh, well, we'll just see what's available at seven. Whoever's there, we're not paying attention. Get the hell out of here with that shit, man. You know, you've already made calls. You probably know the first six Mm -hmm. picks that are coming off the board Mm -hmm. today. That ain't true. I I think it's true. I think it's true. I think the Raiders know exactly who pick one Mm -hmm. through six are going to be. They do. And they'll see what happens. And they've already made calls and said, okay, who you got? And then if the Raiders trade up, trade back, whatever it is, they know. Mm -hmm. They're not just going to go up there and be like, Let's see. Let's graze. Let's pick and <laughs> choose. Graze. Nah, bro. Like, no, they know what they want. Take Absolutely. the meat. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Michelle? <laughs> oh. Take the meat. Pour on the power. Go for the yes. Glory. Yes. Begin strength. Come on. Sing it. It's true. In a balanced diet, it's one of the best sources of protein, iron, and B vitamins going for a whole new pride in strength. Pride. It's pride. It gives you pride. Come on. From inside. It puts pride in your body. It puts pride in your body. It puts pride in your body. Yeah. All up in your body. Not like me. <laughs> <laughs> pride in your body. <laughs> oh my gosh! Will you, will you will you put some pride in a break, please? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy oh, Will Thompson. You're listening to the Raiders fan video the with my boys so Murph. Oh, what a trip, man! They absolutely and best. Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they <laughs> put out a banger podcast. <laughs> Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. <laughs>
This is Joe Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, I love it. Tyrone Graves in the chat there says, Jeff's going to make Uncle Mosh show up out of nowhere with a cookie sheet. No kidding, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. so funny. I could call him fat of the week now. Uh, yeah, he's not here. But it's so funny because he's got a key to the house. And wouldn't it just be <laughs> amazing? One of, these, one, of these oh days if, one of these days, if he just shows up and beats the hell out of you, that would be... And then uh, leaves. And then just doesn't leaves. Say, doesn't even he, say he doesn't anything. say shit into the mic. He doesn't acknowledge anybody. He just comes in, just stomps a mud hole, and then leaves and locks the door just, behind him. Doesn't even wait. That'd be the, nothing. Says that'd no be the best. Oh that would be incredible. Gosh, Holy so cow, man. Hey, so if you tune in. says my wife loves my prize. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yay. We know. Yay. All right, all right. Oh my gosh! Hey, so if you tuned in late, if you tuned in late, we are, uh, we are. Uh, <laughs> that I do, babe. <laughs> we know, guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we've seen you guys we interact. Did. That's true. We know. Uh-huh. You love in the, the damn pride, Ebony. Easy with that shit. <laughs> You love that damn bribe, bro. We all seen that shit in the fan cave. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we love you for that. We love you for that. We love Absolutely. you for we that. We should yeah. all be so blessed Everyone's to be that in love for that yes. long. Yeah. 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 I wish I loved anything in my life as much as Ebony loved her own pride. So if you tuned in uh, late, where the hell were you? So uh, so we're, we're raffling off this bad boy tonight. Uh, so a signed for yeah, yeah, the cop jersey. <laughs> hell of a, every, sw- a segue there. Swag absolutely. Up. So Perfect every $10 segue. donation gets you one poker chip into the running to win that signed for Belitnikov jersey. All the proceeds going to the Belitnikov Foundation. We're, we're at 300 bucks tonight. I'll go ahead and say oh, that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, solid, solid right there. Yeah, thanks to a couple of donations from John Ogle and Tyrone Graves. So, yeah, so get in the mix, man. Every $10 donation gets you into the running for that. All right. We appreciate you all very, very much. All right. So uh, one of my favorite things that the Raiders do. <laughs> you all are out of control. That's too funny. It's the white claw. <laughs> I blame that. One of the things the Raiders do. Uh, on- <laughs> Ebony, <laughs> Ebony donated $10 and said, that deserves a donation swag. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Keep those donations coming in. I'll keep playing the song. Man, right? Oh, my gosh. We appreciate you. We'll keep you. making pride jokes. You just keep, <laughs> you keep, just keep it coming. Keep, no that's right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the Graveses are the damn best, by the they way. They really are. They're real. We had so much fun. So we had a little get-together here in a fan cave when everybody came into town for the Raiders-Titans game. And uh, we had a little RFR after dark party. It was yeah. – we had so much damn oh, fun. Michelle, the best. The Michelle, that was the first time uh, that you actually – you hosted the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so fun. And at one point, Jeff and I were standing back uh, over there by the bar <laughs> watching you do Raiders fan radio without us. It was amazing. It was it was it was you yeah, and was and, and Tyrone was in there. Miss yeah. Ebony was in there. Ramon, Ray Ramon was in, like just and, uh, Lamont was even switching oh, in. Right. Tida was Tida here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tida, Tida was, he here. was here. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. It was so fun watching Raiders fan radio yeah, get done without without me and Swaggo. We had an absolute blast with it. So, uh, looking forward to the next time when we all get back together again for sure. In fact, one of those mm-hmm. one of the pictures of all of us together is on the new intro. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But all right, so uh, so the Raiders. 
Man, one of the things I've always loved about the Raiders is that going back to like the early, early days of, you know, websites and the internet and, and the Raiders really embraced Raiders.com and the, the content, they were one of the first teams to have a website where they would have updated rosters. They would yeah. have bios. They would have all that kind of stuff. They even used to post, uh, mp3s of john gruden's press conferences and i used to sit in my freaking my old 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 fan cave way back in the day like two houses ago like back when john gruden was the coach of the team the first yeah. time yeah yeah and freaking download on mp3 like LimeWire style oh, the LimeWire. mp3s of the freaking of the the press conference and listen to john gruden's press conference after <laughs> after each game or before or whatever during sure. the week or whatever all that stuff it was great. So the Raiders have really done an amazing job with their online and digital content from day one. They were one of the very innovative, I'll say, mm. about that. And In true Raider fashion, right? Absolutely. Been doing that since the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now they have this series, and it's been out for a few years now, but it's behind the shield. And basically, it's like little mini hard knocks episodes. It's great. It gives you just a nice little insight into what's going on. Excuse me. What's going on with the Raiders? They're about 15 minutes long, usually. And there's just these really cool, narrated, well-shot, you know, cinematic kind of videos. So if you've not seen them, go check them out. And I've got some uh, some quotes here. And so, of course, I watched the whole thing. But I pulled a, a couple of things out of it that I thought were really interesting. It kind of gave us some interesting insight into what's going on with the Raiders as we head into 2023. And the first one I've got for you is Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler um, on evaluating and building the team in for 2023 versus what we had in 2022. And, 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 and um, the two clips I'm getting ready to share with you, this one first and even the next one, really pay attention to the language. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of a, a, a junkie for body language, word choice, Things like that. I mean, sure, like, you know, we can get in here and get in the fan cave and just start, you know, hooting and hollering and doing crazy things. And I know people blurt things out at times and they're yeah. not, but, but there's a, you can really tell, a, you can get a reveal and you can really read tea leaves and get an insight into what people's word choices and again, their body language. So listen to a lot of the language going on here between Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Home of the Colts, and we are awfully excited to be here in the 317, the crossroads of America for the NFL Scouting Combine. You know, what we need is we need a, a group of young players to become the core of this team going forward. So we're going to do everything we can do to evaluate every player at that position, but the goal eventually is to try to have a young player here that's going to be a Raider for a long time. Your first year, you're kind of always in the, the first time phase, and last year, at this time, we were so busy trying to hire our staff and put everything together that we really hadn't had an opportunity to evaluate and dig into our own team or get ahead on the the next waves of acquisition uh, phases of the of the offseason with the draft, uh, the combine, free agency, and so we were really behind. We're coming into this segment of the offseason with a lot more clarity of, of what the Raiders need to do in the offseason, where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are. We, we know a lot more about our players in general. With this new coaching staff and this system, so we have a lot more clarity in that regard too of like just talking the same language, what the value of the players and whether it be free agency, the draft, we're not talking two different languages this year, we're talking the same language. 
Our scouts are curious, and I think that's a really good trait to have. They're curious about what they don't know. They're curious about learning more. And I think having that kind of growth mindset with the scouts that we have on staff is uh, going to be a really important part of us continuing to evolve and, and, and grow as a scouting uh, department. This is the beginning. It's not the end of the evaluation by any means, but um, they have an opportunity to make an impression on us. We have an opportunity to make an impression on them. And so uh, it's a two-way street, uh, learning a lot about them. It's a really valuable time to get that initial impression, get that initial interaction, um, and start to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together on each individual prospect. I'm just excited about, you know, this opportunity to improve, you know, and uh, we know that there's areas on our football team where we want to add competition, and we're excited to find those guys that are going to do that. All right, so a couple things there. So first off, uh, T3 Sports Guy, that's our buddy Tom, T-Hom. Actually, before I get even to that, Tyler Smith, much respect. Yeah. Says, great show again, RFR with a 1999 oh, donation. Appreciate that very much, and that gets you two poker chips into the running to win that Fred Bolitnikoff jersey autograph. We appreciate you very, very much. Uh, our buddy Tihom says, I believe the original online host uh, was Jeanette McDonald. That is correct. Oh, wow. And if you really want to get a, a good trivia question, so Jeanette McDonald, she was also the captain of the cheerleader. She ran the Raiderettes. Oh, oh no kidding. And so I'm sure uh, Michelle Murphy, um, oh. sister of our of our buddy uh, QB Jeff. Probably uh, knows her well. Probably oh, knows yeah. her well. And Because she was Raiderette of the Year in 2014, I believe. Mm. Um, I believe so. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Jeanette McDonald yeah, because, was still yeah, around so, back then. Yeah, or because, by, by then, anyways. Because what uh, Michelle Murphy was uh, was a Raiderette from 2012 to 2014. So she won Rookie of the Year in 2012, and then I think oh, is won, that what it was? I think it was Rookie of the Year and then Raiderette of the Year in 2014. So oh, I think okay, you were right okay, on that. Okay, yeah. okay, good deal. So I'm not sure if Jeanette McDonald was still around back then, but anyways, but yeah, she was the original host of the of these shows. All right, now back to the to the content there. So go to word choice, okay. I heard Josh McDaniels say two things in there that were very interesting to me. One is that he said he's building a core. Mm. They need to build a core. We have, as fans, have really reacted to this idea that the Raiders have focused on offense mm. this year or when it comes to player acquisition. I think this is 100% intentional because they have a very, a, whatever you want to call them, efficient, you know, plugged in, whatever, quarterback now. Oh, we have this receiving car, including the best wide receiver in football. Yes, we have some challenges, I think, still remaining um, on the offensive line. Not as glaring as maybe we once thought. We do have the league's leading rusher back there. Like, there's a lot offensively now that has been sewn up. The core of the offense is there. Where's the core on the defense? It's There's, there's not one. Yeah. you got Max, Max, Crosby. Max Crosby, and that's yeah. it. And that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe Nate Hobbs, right? Yeah. So I think that what in the draft, it would not shock me if out of the 12 picks, eight of them or more were defensive players. They're going to build the core of this defense starting right now. This is where it's going to start happening. So that was really interesting to me is that it wasn't about like, oh, we need to you know add you know a dynamic player. No, he said we're going to build a core. So that was interesting. The other thing too, Josh McDaniels has been criticized a lot for – um, you know, maybe not connecting with the players, which I think is bullshit. I don't, I don't think there's any 
truth to that when especially when you see the locker room and when you you, know, when you hear some of the comments from players and whatnot so I, I don't think there's very much truth to that but yeah, it's, well i mean he was at max crosby's wedding yeah there I you mean, go hello plain yeah. and simple there you go so i i think that's a bullshitty fan opinion that that he doesn't connect with the players and if the reason i think that is because when in this interview what did he say when it comes to the players it's a two-way street and we are learning from them. So what does that tell you? That means that he's listening to them. He's going to learn from them. It's not about like, oh, I'm the boss. We're going to do it this way, period, the end. It's a two-way street. It's open communication, which is one of the most critical things to success in any relationship in the world. Right. So I think that like that was, to me, there was a lot going on in that. And that's not even talking about the Dave stuff in there. But what do you think about that, Michelle? Just some of those comments from, from uh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it sounds like, you know how, okay, this is ridiculous, but you know that Claritin commercial where you're like, kind of see through the hazy and then you peel they peel it off and it's like oh clearer. sure 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 yeah. yeah so like that's what i think about that first year is like because they could only have assessed from the outside coming in they didn't get a chance to like get people's personalities get people's you know attitudes or whatever kind of takes that they're trying to get feedback from people personally they could only do that from the outside what they saw on tape what they saw from people on tape so now they've had, you know, time to sort of get those things from people and, and, and get feedback and those kind of things. And so I think now we have a they'll have a clearer picture of what it is they're looking for. And I do think hearing that like that core, you know, starting that he kept saying young, you know, like we want young players or a young group. Or yeah, young, yeah, yeah. He well, that, that and their leads to the draft again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I really do think the draft is going to be heavy, heavy defense. Because it has to be. Well, how dumb would it be to take a bunch of, you know, it just seems silly. Unless, you know, offensive line. I totally get that. But but defense. I think there's going to be an offensive tackle in there somewhere. There's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. But But defense has been a ridiculous hole for years you know yeah. so it's like so oh, yeah. and i think they Since can Stuart see Schweigert that was on the team oh right you know? yeah, there yeah, you go. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i think yeah hearing that so i think this year they have a clearer picture of what it is they're trying to build who fit and who didn't and i think they were able to like get rid of or shed off the people that maybe weren't fitting into that what they're trying to create and i, yeah. I think we will get a better clearer picture and they have also once this draft happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think the picture from last year really changed a lot where, you know, we went into last season kind of thinking like, oh. okay, we got this offense. We've got this offense. Oh, we were thinking AFC oh. championship yeah. game or yeah. bust. Everybody you know what was. I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, but I think, I think last year was really kind of for this coaching staff was the year of the unknown, right? That's what, is, what Mark Davis said, yeah. man. Oh, is that like, what he said? Well, was, he said, he goes, I think they realized I th- kind of what we had. Okay. That, that I think that from the outside looking in, and I think this is, we've got, I'm not going to drop any names, but like yeah. we've heard from the outside looking in, the Raiders way outplayed their talent last season. Oh. Yeah, Josh McDaniels did not come into a playoff team and ruin it. Mm. Right, There was a team playing off their ass on a lot of emotion at a way higher level, 100%. driven by Thousand, external yeah. factors 100%. that led to that to that success. Mm-hmm. When you break it down to a talent perspective, 100%. it's a six-win football team. But the but McDaniels 
and Ziggler didn't, didn't know, know that, that. because right. like as you heard Dave talking about, we were spending time assembling our staff. Right. We had all these other things going on. We weren't even in this evaluation phase like we are now. Like right. that's what I'm getting. That that is incredibly telling to me. So right. I think I think they kind of yeah. woke well, up about yeah. a halfway yeah. well, or a Mark, third of the way Mark, through the Mark and I talked about it, and that and apparently that he <laughs> stole my quote right there. So uh, so yeah. So oh, okay. yeah. So <laughs> but but. <laughs> Damn it, Mark! I wish he wish he stole my haircut. Yeah, as I was... that's what I said. <laughs> but but or you at know, least your hat. Or, at least oh, <laughs> oh, or my yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to steal my damn shirt. Needs that shirt. Needs the damn shirt. shirt. Uh, but you know, but I think this <laughs> offense. I think the core group of folks. Folks like Renfro and stuff like that. The big the big rub was like, oh well, he can't do this. Well, McDaniel's just kind of did what he could mm -hmm. you know he didn't i don't think unleash his full playbook he was still mm -hmm. learning and building trust within all these and people somebody Absolutely. was not executing and his someone playbook. was not executing yeah. his playbook the way that it should have been executed yeah. but then acting like the freaking victim uh <laughs> but uh but you know but like so i think you're gonna i think you're gonna see a different version of hunter i think i think, I think we're gonna so. see hunter renfro of old i think we're gonna see 2021 hunter renfro this next year, as long as he's on the team, I think we're going to see that kind of like, okay, everyone's f comfortable now. We're all familiar with each other. We all love each other, all that kind of stuff. We're going to see that. So I think that, and then I think also the other, the other thing that I kind of took away from what, what he just said right there and building the draft and stuff like that, I, I go to Twitter and I think of all these people on Twitter that talk about, you know, all oh, this, uh, th th it's terrible. Uh, Mayock was a better GM and stuff like that. Well, let's not forget that Mayock was drafted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drafted Cleve Farrell and <laughs> Alex Leatherwood and uh, Damon Arnett mm. and all this kind of stuff in the first round. So, like, well, give these guys a chance to. I, I, I'm gonna push back on that. Okay, well, you can push back in a second, but <laughs> but, but but I'm Damn. saying, uh, <laughs> hold on, Taylor. Wait. Yeah, hold Taylor, on, Taylor. You win. Kanye <laughs> <finish>. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you just took my agency. Is that is that I, what the kids I, say? I learned that's a uh, yeah. Is that what the kids say? I think that's what they what, say. What kids are saying that? <laughs> the kids on Vin Twitter. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> Vinny. Vinny. Vinny saying that shit. I can't even see Vinny saying. Vinny saying that shit. Say and that by shit. the way, d d does Tristan or Vinny call this the bonus room anymore? <laughs> I, I think you know, or what is my kids called the bonus room? I don't think the kids. Are, I don't think your kids are calling this shit the bonus <laughs> the, room anymore. The, this the, is the this is the fan cave. The kids are six months Jeff's away from being full blown adults. Yeah, no kidding, man, but. Yeah. But but Shut up, I'm Jeff. saying I'm, you know I go back to what I what we said and what we've kind of been saying the last several months is hold up let them cook let's mm -hmm. see what they yeah. let's see what let's see what they're gonna do before we start shitting on them you know what I mean like because we'll shit on them if they oh. if, if they did if, if they shit the bed at pick seven or even at pick thirty eight like we're gonna be like bro we will like, shit on them for it's, sure yeah. you know and like, that's what thing, are like, y'all doing and that's the thing like I get a, when I do get pushed back on Twitter I'm not I don't even remember what I was gonna push back on you but I'm gonna go in the fan cave you get uh, even if you get pushed back in the fan cave get pushed back there I, right just, I'll just push back on your pushback. <laughs> <laughs> But like I get like the people to say oh oh because it was about like the the um being a suck up for Josh McDaniels. Well, and, Dave and he Ziggler. said he's you said because um, I said that because I said I said people said uh, yeah, oh well Mayock's a better Mayock. GM yeah, that's and, right. then, that's what, and then you got guys like Farrell yeah, and you got guys like that. But I know what you're gonna push back what on and say, say. Well, it was John Gruden that did those, yes. you know, and that so, wasn't Mayock. That, that was wasn't Mayock. That was all Gruden. But at the end of the day, Mayock. 
I mean, because we was, know he was the boss. Who was yeah. the one player out of that besides Max Crosby? That which was a which was a Mayock pick. Who was the one first round player out of all the failures that we know Mike Mayock actually put together a, a freaking whole highlight reel and had a pitch to sell. Yeah. John Gruden on the idea of taking him was Josh Jacobs. Absolutely. The one player that freaking worked out. So I, I, Mayock, I think, was got, got a little bit of a bad rap. I get why he's not there because it was a package deal for Josh and, and, and Ziggler. But um, what was the other thing I was going to push back on you about? Damn it, and I forgot that one. That's what happens after you turn 50. It just, it all goes to shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, all right, let's just move on because um, I've got another one here on, um, wow. Here we go. Speaking of word choice, okay? This one, I want, I'm not going to tell you what to think, Raider Nation. It never would. And your, your fandom is your fandom, and your takes are your takes, and they're all right. Just like we talk about all the time, your opinions are unique to you, and we all got them, okay? Yes. And they all stink like shit. Yes. All right? Yeah. But just like the other one that all of us like have. Just like the other one that all, all of us have. All right. Not your pride. Not, not, <laughs> it's opposite of your pride. If that's stinky, really we got a problem. Right, we have a big problem. They're neighbors. We got a big problem. <laughs> They're yeah. neighbors. Yeah, your pride's neighbor. <laughs> Same HOA. They're your in the, yeah. neighbor. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. There's a cul-de-sac <laughs> in between. But <laughs> Tank court. <laughs> <laughs> We really went off the rails. Sorry. That's my fault. That was on me. That was 100% on me. Don't set me up like that, Michelle. You know, all right. Now, oh, no. I'm just going for booze. (laughs) Just like, I'm out of here. I'm going to get drinks. All right. Can we keep this thing on track? This is, listen. We are. (laughs) We're saying same HOA. You're talking about us keeping it on track. You keep it on track. Listen, we are highly connected and influential <laughs> members of Raiders fan media around here. Okay, let's get. Look at, thank you, Jeff. Oh my God! Oh, All right, yeah. let's 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 keep it professional, okay, guys. Yeah. All right, oh, come let's on. Let's keep it professional. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. So, but okay. All right. Hold on. I do. Let's hit a, hit a little oh breaker. All right. Radio. Yeah. Well, of course it is. All right. Let's take it all down. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Breathe. I'm breathing. All right. Here we go. So, speaking of word choice, and speaking <laughs> of all the, um, which we could really read into a lot of that with us tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Speaking of words. <laughs> that, that was a terrible segue. Okay. Jeff, hit a break, please. Yeah, yeah please. That's a good idea. <laughs> hey, this is Scott, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. <laughs> and you're listening to Murph and Uncle Moss, who happens to have. The same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders fan radio. All right. So what I was saying is that, like, I'm not going to tell you how to fan your fandom, and I'm not going to tell you how to how to think about different players, past or pro- oh, what happened now? Oh, now Schmucky made a donation. <laughs> okay. Hey, respect Schmucky the Raider pair. Shout him out. Shout yeah, out. twenty dollars to the One Nation Foundation says y'all earned this with the H O A and cul de sac comments. <laughs> deal. There you go. Deal. And that's awesome. a th- well, that hey, makes it worth it. Then. Absolutely. It if, it absolutely. If we can inspire donations to a charity <laughs> based on our filthy brains yes, and ridiculousness, sorry. then yeah, absolutely. I'm a child of the '80s, I can't help. <laughs> All right. So um, going into this. Take our former quarterback, 
and use him as a reference point based on some of these comments sure. that come out of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. And listen, again, I'm not telling you that this is exactly what they're saying, but if I think if you can read through the tea leaves a little better, do as M- Michelle said, if you can pull the Claritin up and get the clear vision on what they're saying, there's a lot to be said here. And I can just say this too. I think this is confirmation, Jeff, in some of the comments that we heard about said player. Okay. Mm-hmm. From okay. people that were yep, close yep, to the yep, source. Yep. What are the Raiders doing at quarterback? They let go of the franchise guy nine years with the team. There is no, like, well, we're letting go of him because we have him. To me, the Las Vegas Raiders, a veteran team up and down the roster with a coach in Josh McDaniels that is now going into year two with a lot of people wondering, like, well, what is the plan? I find the Raiders fascinating in year two for McDaniels and Ziggler. I want to see what they do. The quarterback position, I think more than any other position on the field, there's a very large neck up component to being successful at that position. And so it's just different because the amount of responsibility and the amount of neck up intangibles that you have to have for that position make it different. You're gonna have to handle adversity. Uh, So toughness is gonna be a prerequisite. Uh, Very difficult to go through the National Football League season and not deal with some things whether they be physically, uh, mentally, emotionally. You know, there's going to be swings during the course of the season that the quarterback has to handle. And we know he gets the credit when we win. We also know he gets the blame when we lose. And so being able to be mentally tough, physically tough is really important for us. Um, And he's going to have to be able to grow, you know, and show the aptitude that he can learn, think, uh, and continue to improve. Because no matter who it is, veteran, young player, this position is ever evolving. You're going to need to be able to acclimate into a new system, into a new place with new teammates, new coaches. There is a new show coming to Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, Las Vegas Raiders. Sources say after six seasons in the Super Bowl appearance with the Niners, Jimmy G is on his way to Vegas to reunite with Josh McDaniels. Raider Nation, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Just made it official. Can't wait to get to work, man. Let's go get this thing. Go get some W's. I'm so excited to be here. Get this thing rolling, meet the guys. I've met a couple of them around the facility and it seems like a good family around here, good people. And uh, that's what it all starts with. In the locker room, I try to just be myself, honestly. I think guys, you know, we spend so much time with each other that guys see through you if you're fake. So I try to be myself, be authentic. Mm. And I think guys respect that. And at the end of the day, that's what you want. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you all took from that, but I'm going to give you just a couple of brief notes and we'll throw it to you first, Swago. First off, these things don't happen by accident. I just got done telling you how savvy the Raiders are at digital media. There is no accident that they lead off with Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football talking about saying that the Raiders have now released Derek Carr and their uh, the understanding is that they didn't have a plan going forward. Well, they sure did, and his name was Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason that they chose to move forward from what the comments I heard, the words that jumped out at me, from Josh McDaniels, where you have to be able to handle adversity. You have to be able to grow. Mm -hmm. Dave Ziegler says there's a neck up component Mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. Don't you think if the last guy had those traits, they wouldn't have moved on from him. So there's a lot to be taken from there. And the last part of it I'll say is this. What I got from Jimmy G when he comes and sits in, he says, I've gotten to know some of the people around here already, and it's like family. Look, this guy's a paisan. Yeah. He knows the importance of family. 
you don't have to be a paisan, know the importance of family, but like, right. you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. But like that's that was big. And then the last part is he said that guys can read if you're fake uh-huh. and if you're not authentic. Like there's talk about word choice, man. Yes. That to me was huge. Jeff, talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, there's really nothing else for me and Michelle to talk about. I mean, because Sorry. you just no, it's okay. It's <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean a no, no, space, no, yeah. it's okay because you said it all. Really, you know, I mean, it was like it really told the whole story, right? So they told about you know, like you said, you know, Derek's gone. Everyone's like, oh, well, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? They're, they don't have a plan. Well, yeah, they do, and they highlight all these things that were questionable about Derek Carr and some of the private conversations that we've had with former players and stuff like that. Like you know. I mean, they kind of bring up some points that maybe Derek wasn't who he said he was, you know? So maybe that fakeness kind of comes around a little bit. And that's kind of kind of what I read into it a little bit. And, you know, I mean, and you know, those ride-or-die car folks, you know, good for them. You know, I hope they enjoyed cheering for the Florida Lees and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm here for the Raiders, man. And, you know, I like that Jimmy G is an authentic, seems like an authentic, real guy, down to earth, doesn't have a problem swearing in press conferences, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. He's a real dude. And, you know, instead of a guy that might kind of just be a, you know, he's a martyr, a victim or, you know, whatever, kind of makes it seem like maybe, you know, he was he was the guy to blame. He was the the scapegoat and all that stuff. And maybe that wasn't the case. Yeah, I, the words that stuck out to me, I heard, I think I heard mental toughness or some sort of uh, something Absolute about toughness. toughness yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Emotional, not just physical, mental, like the toll that that takes and your ability to like rebound from things that happen in games. Like, I really do think, and I, I won't say that, like, I feel like Derek Carr maybe was, seemed so good that he was unapproachable, like that he didn't feel like one of the guys because he was so, you know I mean? And I'm not saying like you can't be godly and still be like one of the guys, but there sometimes does feel like there's a separation between I can't be myself because he's such a good guy. He's so godly. He always has a, the right verse for something. Like, I feel like I can't be myself. I don't know. It just That's feels an like interesting that point, be Michelle. Like Absolutely. A, a, sure. a, a line that like maybe guys don't want to be themselves. I don't know. Like I, that's just my perspective looking in. He just just no. That's like, good insight. I think know. that's a good analysis of it, Michelle. I, I I think so. I think so too. And you know when when you when you when you talk about guys you know on the team and stuff like that that are bought in and all they hear every press conference is I'm gonna put that on me. I'm gonna put that uh, on yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like. You know, sometimes people are like, yeah. "Okay, come on, man. We they're just like us." Yeah. We're in the in the in the fact of like, okay, yeah, we Can heard I that also shit. Feel like we every... heard that shit last week. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Well, like not, last let's... nine weeks. But like, like and you know, and well, but let's they... not turn this into pick on Derek out. No, I don't want to. No, do that. But no, but I mean, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? And so you know, I just think so you see you see other guy. You saw other people get frustrated during the course uh, of the yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you see. Josh Jacobs be very vocal mm-hmm. during the course of the year of being frustrated with certain yeah. players and all oh, of these guys did this or these guys did that and stuff like that. So maybe it, that was, that was it. So, yeah. so to swing it all the way back around, I think it was very calculated the way that they, yes. the way that they posted that, the way that they talked about it and the way that, you know, the way they presented it in that order. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm very, very, very optimistic of the way that, the team is going. Yeah, it also kind of felt a little like previous regimes never held him accountable for what he wasn't doing, mm. you know, and this regime did. And I think that, I think he got a lot of passes for, I don't 
understand why. And it may be because he was such a good guy. He got a lot of passes from previous regimes where even though he wasn't doing 100% what he could be doing. So, I don't know. I just feel like this is a nice, clean slate, and we can now go forward and see what happens. And, And again, and so now they've got their guy. They've got got their guys, so now they're out of excuses. excuses, And and so guess what? Wyo says something in the chat that I thought was really good, and a couple people applauded him for it. it, Sometimes people question his authenticity. Yeah, and, and I, I think the that. authenticity. I think that that's a, that's a, that's a good that's a good yeah. word to use. Yeah. Right that's I understand yeah, yeah. that absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, All right, let's let's. I'll tell you what. So we've got that Austin Hooper thing. We'll save that for next time. Okay. Swaggo, go ahead and hit us a break, and then uh, let's talk a little bit about the Raiders draft history. You're listening to the Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where are you at, baby? All right, we appreciate you, everybody that is in the chat room tonight. Uh, who do we got in there? We got Big Time Willie is in there. Wyoming Raider is in there. A lion doesn't have to tell you he's a lion. Just saying. Yep, and he also doesn't care about the opinions of the sheep either. Right. Uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole. That's Daniel is in there. Purple and Gold Raider is in there. Uh, T three Sports Guy. That is our buddy T Hom. Wyo's in there. Uh, Paul Edgerton. Paul. Uh, Schmucky the Raider Bear is in there. Uh, let's see. Grubby Raider Fan is in there. Uh, Robert Pena, Tyrone Graves, uh, Tyrone Graves, excuse me, uh, is in there. Uh, Pineapple is in there. Ron the Materator is in there. Uh, so many of our good friends are in there, and we appreciate you all so very, very much for that. Um, so, yeah, so I've got some stuff on Austin Hooper and XYZ positions and all kinds of stuff like that from her fundamentals, but we're going to save that for the next show. We'll talk about that because we're already running late, which always happens. That's the only thing that sucks about doing these shows every other yeah. week is that we end up going three freaking hours because uh, we got so much to talk about. Uh, and the conversation has been awesome tonight, guys. And so, uh, but anyways, but we'll keep it rolling. We'll re- revisit that other stuff for the next one. Um, so we're going to get into some of these draft stories. So another thing the Raiders put out on their, their uh, social medias are a different players draft story. And these things are really, really cool. Um, excuse me. And so the first one I have for you tonight is uh, comes from Namdi Asimov, and basically this is like the player themselves talking about their draft story. And uh, Namdi's, you know what? We don't celebrate. I don't think Namdi around here mm-hmm. enough. Namdi was a big. I mean, the defenses uh, in those early two thousands were the highlights, anyways, because the offenses were so terrible. Post, you know, uh, Gannon getting hurt, um, but the defenses, man, were good. I think we had number one passing defense in like two thousand and six, yeah, and still won two games. Like it was, you know, anyways. But Namdi was a huge part of that. Namdi was an absolute um, standout for us and, and such a stud and such a, an, an amazing Raider. Uh, so let's check in with him as he tells his draft story. The Raiders actually weren't the team I was looking at. First round came around, I'm with my siblings and we're in the dorm, not expecting anything. I think it was right after the 30th pick and I get a call from Al Davis saying, how would you like to be a part of the Raiders? And I'm like, wait, what? Paul Tagliabu got up there and butchered my name. First selection in the 2003 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select... Asmoga Namdi, cornerback, California. Awful. Didn't even get the order right. Because it kind of took the steam out of it. But then my picture showed up and we went crazy. It was really just Al Davis. He said, I think I can develop that guy into an NFL corner. 
I'm so grateful that it turned out the way it turned out. That was one of those Al moves that, you know, towards the end of Al's life and the end of his his career running the Raiders, he made, we'll just call it what it is, he made some questionable decisions. That was one of those ones where it was like the old Al Davis yeah. still came through because Namdi was a safety at Cal. Mm. And Al brings him in and turns him into the best man-to-man cornerback in the league. It was him and Darrell Rivas were like one and one A, yep. like down to those guys. So um, an incredible move by Al. But, I, you know, everybody feels a certain kind of way when they're players that you are fans of leave. You know what I mean? When Cleo Mack was traded – going all the way back to when Kenny Stabler was traded away. Like um, when Namdi became an Eagle, that was a rough one. You remember that Michelle? Did you, you remember? No, no. I mean, I do remember it, but I don't, I don't remember like being, I mean, I was bummed, but I don't remember being like, I don't okay. know. I just, I, well, the teams were terrible, Yeah, but he was like, to he, me, there's the reason. Yeah, yeah. That was what got yeah. me was I was like, this is the best thing we yeah. have going like, why yeah. would you freaking let that guy go? But I mean, I was like, and, and I'll never forget his words, Jeff. He said, why would I pay one player when I can pay five other players Ugh. to come in and fill their positions? And he was making a business decision yeah. and Al Davis made many brilliant ones, but letting out and letting Namdi go, like that one kind of sucked. Yeah. As, as, as much as I want to celebrate him drafting Namdi and mm. turning him into a, 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 such a great corner, it kind of sucked when he decided to let him go because he went to Philly and that was the whole dream team in Philly. Yeah. Remember that? It was like Vince Young, it was Namdi. Who else was on that team? Somebody in the in the in the chat will remember. But they were calling themselves the dream team, and I think they like didn't even make the playoffs. Probably not. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But anyways, uh, all right. Next up, let's go to another classic Raider. This one was a Super Bowl winning Raider. Mm-hmm. This is going back to the glory days of the original uh, Super Bowl winning Oakland Raiders. Uh-huh. And uh, let's listen to Mark Van Egan. Uh, let's uh, number 30 uh, fullback tell his draft story right place right time right team went to Colgate Hamilton New York major in economics and played three years of varsity football there and enjoyed every moment of it we're sitting in the bar and somebody told me that I had just got drafted sorry about that and (laughs) really (laughs) this came out of nowhere it was just a thrill when I knew that I was the Oakland Raider fullback. Van Egan plowing for what appears to be a Raider first down. I was very lucky that I was drafted in the third round. I thanked Mr. Davis. I said, you'll see. You didn't waste your third round pick. Sorry, I was typing there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's Mark Van Egan, a critical component. Uh, to the Raiders' early success and 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 those early Raider teams and in, in, in offense and I think if I'm not mistaken, isn't Mark Van Egan still Jeff? You might know this. I don't know if you know this, Michelle. Okay, isn't, isn't he still like in terms of like career yardage? Oh, I think he's still oh, like top three. I think he's still way up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. We need to look that up. We need to look up the Raiders' top three rushers. Or yeah, one well, he to, and one because it's the- Marcus. Obviously. Right. And then I believe is he might be second. He, I think, you know what? I think, I he think is. he is. I think it's not until Marcus Allen that no. Mark Van Egan was, and he yeah. was a fullback. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, but, well, you know, and he may be the only one in history. If you, if, you know, if you ever needed a yard, 
You know, he'd get you a yard, no, right? No, not Mark Van Egan. Oh, that's not Mark Van Egan. No, that's, that no, was, that's that's Banazak. That's sorry. Banazak. Sorry, <laughs> but sorry, go sorry. ahead. You already started it, so tell it. Well, so you know, the legendary I, with the, the nickname the Rooster, <laughs> right? Pete Banazak, famously, Matt Millen will tell you. Yeah. Well, if you needed a yard, he'd get you a yard. But Absolutely. If you need a three yards, what would he do? He'd get you a yard. Oh well, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I screwed that up. God that's dang all right. it. That's all right. Still a fun story. It's still a fun still story. Fun. That's cut right. This, cut this out of the audio podcast. All right. Well, in honor of Michelle's sweatshirt there, she's wearing the legendary oh, 24 yeah. Charles Woodson sweatshirt there. Let's uh let's go at oh, that's that thing is so cool. Yeah, it's got really his logo on the front and his name and number on the back. Oh, yeah. Uh let's check it. Oh, oh, I can't wait to wear my new jersey. Oh Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. Why did dude, I, why you should have wore it today? Dude, you should have wore it today. I don't know, man. I feel like I want to save it for the fannies or something. Mm, that is a If that's a one time a year jersey, then you're going to I'm going to lose a little more weight and you're going to give that shit to me. <laughs> He's going like I'm borrowing it. <laughs> I'm going to forever borrow it. So today would have been a good day. I almost want to make you run today. Change, really? Okay. I won't, well, I won't. Well, well, I do have to go pee. But, um, <laughs> I've had to pee for like an hour, but, um, but yeah, so I got the new, uh, it's not a new, well, it's new to me. It's the Super Bowl patched Mitchell and Ness, uh, uh throwback Jersey to, uh, to number 24, of course, mm. the great Charles Woodson and, uh, the, the, the white with, oh my gosh, it's freaking, it's, it's beautiful. Mo- it's mo- immediately become my favorite jersey. Oh, yeah. And my Mitchell and Ness beautiful. Howie Long was my previous all-time oh. favorite jersey. This one sub- supplanted it real quick. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, it's beautiful. But, so uh, speaking of Charles Woodson, uh, let's check in with the goat as he gets drafted. Now we're not going to hear his draft story. We're going to hear him actually get drafted, and you're going to hear the likes of Mel Kiper uh, give you their analysis on when old Chuck Woodson was drafted. With the uh, fourth pick in the draft, the Oakland Raiders have selected defensive back, University of Michigan, Charles Woodson. I love that. I hear the Raider fans cheering yeah, Woodson. It's, it's the only pick that I think the Raiders could have made. Even though the trade for Eric Allen has gone through, Eric Allen has now decided that he will report to the Raiders at the cornerback position. You still have Albert Lewis, Larry Brown, and Terry McDaniel. Uh, Larry Brown probably will be gone in a short period of time. Albert Lewis and Terry McGames have been there, I think, mm-hmm. since the turn of the century. So, I mean, that's a position that was certainly a need position. Even though John Gruden, an offensive guru, comes in as head coach, you still stop people from scoring. That's the best way to win. I think it's a great addition. All right, 30th overall in defense, 30 in pass defense. I mean, I, I think we know what's happened. And again, they have collected yet another Heisman Trophy winner. Desmond Howard now plays for him. Bo Jackson did. Marcus Allen, of course, excelled for him. Led him to a Super Bowl win over. Oh, I forgot Joe. Thanks, that was. Jim Plunkett led to. Oh, I forgot. Thanks, Joe. Boomer. Jim Brown, a Heisman Trophy love winner. It. And of course, way back when, Billy Cannon, a Heisman Trophy winner who played for the Raiders in the glory days in the 60s. And by the way, what's interesting in the stands, Jet fans. And- all right, so there you go. He goes on to say, like, Jet fans and Raider fans, because yeah. that was all it was in Radio City Music Hall with right. Jet fans and Raider fans. All right, so this this is interesting. So this made me think about, like, all right, that pick, that one pick, you heard him say that the Raiders were 30th in defense mm-hmm. and pass and, and, and run, whatever. Oof. That one pick on defense, yeah. think about what happened a very short time later. Trajectory, man. man. It Changed. started a, 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 an uphill for the, for the defense. He talked about we signed Eric Allen, mm. right? Eric Allen, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson, Bill Romanowski. Yeah. You start thinking about the, the players that started getting, you know, we had Greg Beaker. Yep. You start adding up the players that started contributing to this Raider team on defense. 
all of a sudden, what happened? We were in the Super Bowl a few years later. Mm. So let's hope. Let's trust. I don't know. Whatever. Let's pray. The Christian Gonzalez is the next Charles Woodson. I don't know, man. It only takes a few I guys to right. turn it around. It doesn't take much when you when you hit on a pick. When you literally hit on a goat, mm-hmm. like a you know somebody like that, Truth. it can change the entire complexion of your team mm-hmm. for the next handful of years. So. The Raiders are going to take swings on defense. We know that's going to happen. They're going to take swings on a bunch of defense. Here's what's interesting. So the Raiders had three rookie defenders start eight times uh, or start eight or more games twice since the merger. All right. Now, the first one I'm going to give you was not so hot. That was Cleland Furl, Trayvon Mullen, and Max Crosby. Okay. Fair enough. And we thought Mullen was going to be something for a hot minute. Prior to that, you have to go all the way back to 1971. Jeez. Jack Tatum, Phil Villapiano, and Horace Jones. Not bad, right? That's pretty good. Those are two guys that started in the Super Bowl there, and Horace Jones, who was who was no, uh, you know, no, um, whatchamacallit. Slouch. Thank no you. Slouch, yeah. Thank you. So pretty good there. I would say that the next year this is going to happen, this year. I think you're going gonna to have a defensive lineman in there. We're going to have a, a corner in there. We might have a safety in there. Probably a linebacker, linebacker in there. Yeah. Like there toe, are a lot toe. of abs. There, boom. There you go. Toe, toe, a late round guy out of Alabama, formerly uh, University of Tennessee. Guy is a freaking stud. Go, dude. Jeff. Go He's go a guy's Jeff. a freaking stud, man. Toe, toe, man. Okay. Love it, man. Love it. Now I got to buy in. I know, right? I'm going to start watching film. Aloha Corner could be back. You can wear that shirt. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, Next time I go. get you one of those shirts, I'll put your face and his. <laughs> no. Kissing. No, Just don't kidding. do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, kid. Now, kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. We went from this really cool, like, <laughs> like insightful analysis from Spike yeah. Jeff. Now keep that. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! All right, so but but Hooligan Nation, uh, he agrees that uh, Henry Toto, man, he, I mean, guy is a freaking stud, man. He led tackles at Tennessee the couple years he was there. Transferred out because uh, because they fired their head coach, couldn't pay him Oof. anymore. So uh, so he uh, he went to Alabama where he could get paid. Right. Uh, so Taking so that yeah. NIL money will go do that, thing. That's yeah. it, man. So yeah. so yeah. So that's guy's a late round guy. Yeah, you're gonna see so much defense and this defense. Like if there was ever a year that you needed defense in this oh. draft. Oh, I mean, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Thank God we don't need a wide shit. receiver. Man. Yeah. yeah. Truth. You know. Truth. Well, we got the best free agent one this year, that's but true. but you know, so we made all the right moves there. But mm-hmm. like defense, man, like this. I mean, like you could pick up starters in the sixth round, dude. Oh, wow. Like for real. That's what I'm thinking, for man. Real? I think that's what I'm saying. I, we might have four starters on defense out, yes. of, out, of, out of this draft. So the, the, there was a vote that was taken. I I can't remember where this was. It might have been Bleacher Report or something like that. And they evaluated the best Raiders draft class. Okay, so as great as Charles Woodson was. The rest of that draft class wasn't as good. Mm. Beaker you, was all right. Was Beaker in that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, so that's not bad. I mean, if you get if you hit on two mm. or three players, that's pretty strong. Um, so here's what Bleacher Report called the best all-time draft class for the Raiders. So I'm going to read it to you. They're, they're calling it 1968. <sighs> the Raiders used their first-round pick on Tennessee quarterback Eldridge, Dr- Eldridge Dickey 
the first black signal caller ever drafted in the opening round. However, Oakland moved him to receiver before Dickey ever threw a professional pass. In the second and third rounds, and here's where we start hitting. Yeah. Oakland landed another quarterback in Kenny Stabler, left tackle Art Shell. Both of those guys end up in Canton, Ohio, Stabler winning 74 MVP honors and uh, Art Shell earning eight Pro Bowls. Also in that draft, yeah. and they don't feature this. This is, I threw these in there. In round seven, yeah. GA, George Atkinson yeah. in round seven. Let's go. And speaking of fullbacks, in round 11, because back then they had all these rounds, out of Colgate comes Marv Hubbard. There you like, go. So, like, those, all four of those guys, critical components to the Raiders' success yeah. uh, in, in winning their first Super Bowl in 76. All that said, I'm like, okay, fine, Bleacher Report. That sounds, I think it's Bleacher Report. I don't know who it is. Fine, media outlet. Uh, great job on that analysis, and you're probably right. If we were to have a conversation, though, about other draft classes, which ones would we would we uh, consider? Do you have any, Jeff, that yeah. you got there? Yeah. Okay, because I've got my list of mine. I want to hear what yours are. This is all-time best Raider draft classes that would be at least in consideration to compete with 1968. Who do you got? You just want me to list them? Well, just give me give me a year. Give me a year. Which oh, year? Uh, 71. 71 in the first round, you get Jack Tatum. Second round, you get Warren Kogel. But in the set, also in the second round, you get Villapiano. Right. And in four, you get Clarence Davis. That's it. That's legit, dude. Is legit. that your is that your other one to compete? Uh, or you got more? Because that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I have I have 72. 72. You get Mike Ciani at wide receiver yeah, in okay. round one. Yeah. In round two, you get big fella John Vela. Right. A uh, longtime tackle for the Raiders. Right. But at four, check this out, Michelle. In the fourth round, yep. alone, the Raiders pull Cliff Branch and Dave Dalby. Yeah. Shit. I mean, come so on. So good, man. Come on. And then in round seven, Dr. Death, Alonzo Skip Thomas in round seven. <laughs> Absolutely. 72 is legit, bro. It's legit, that's, man. That's a good one. That's Absolute a good one. Absolutely. Do you have any of these, Michelle? No. Well, okay. so I don't know draft classes, but who was drafted when... Tim Brown or Howie Long were drafted because those are two of my favorites. But I don't know those who they were are, drafted with. Those are thin drafts. Oh, those are thin drafts. <laughs> those are kind of like the Charles Woods. Well, like, one's we, a well, good and, one. and so so I was looking at this before the show, right? So so uh, so in '88, so when Tim Brown was drafted, yeah. um, we had three first round picks oh. that year. We had three, and we had. Tim Brown at like pick six, I think, like that, and then oh, nine. Damn. We got another guy that like started five games for oh. us or something like that, and then like it picked like twenty or something like that. We had another guy that played like three games so for the us or something like that. So like, early. oh, like, absolutely, the wheels fell off. Oh, yeah. in the, oh, the wheels yeah. fell off in the <laughs> mid eighties for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, I think the seventy four draft class can't be I've got can't be denied because because you got because you got ghost. You got you got Mark Van Egan in that yes. draft and stuff like that. Well. And you got Henry Lawrence, our oh, stalwart tackle in the first round, and Morris Bradshaw, the wide receiver, at, at, totally. in round four. Totally. That's a good one. All right, totally. you got any more? Well, so I, I kept it new. I kept it new, okay. and, and you talked about it a little bit. But I could say that if these players continue to work out, I could say that 2019 oh. could be one of the better drafts that the Raiders have had in a long time. All right, you better explain the hell out of that. Yeah. Well, because you got because you got Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah, you got Josh Jacobs. So, okay, let's say Josh Jacobs works out, right? Yes. 
plays with us for another however many years. Okay. Could potentially pass Marcus Allen. If he stays around long enough. Yeah. Stays yeah. around long enough. You got Max Crosby. No explanation needed. Right. No explanation needed. By 2030, he will be our all-time sack leader. That's right. At 108. Oh, man. Then you got Hunter Renfro, who could still be that guy. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of potential to that. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of potential to that. I mean, I hate that I hate that Foster Moreau left and now he's dealing with what he's dealing with and Absolutely. thoughts and prayers to him. Right. Yeah. But but I mean, he was no slouch either and stuff like that. So you know, so I mean, you got guys. It's a lot of that, ifs. There's a lot of ifs. It's a lot of ifs. There's there. a lot you know of what my dad would say. If some butts if my or candy aunt Tilly nuts? had balls, oh. she'd be my uncle Ike. That is, that is, you're know. absolutely right about. You're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. She sure would be. But <laughs> Uncle Ike, shout out Uncle Ike. Shout out. I don't even have an uncle. But Ike. like, shout but out like to him. But like three. But like three right there. You yeah. got three that like could potentially be like. You know, on your Raiders all-time great well, list. Well, and that's the kind of the criteria is that you kind of got to have three or more you players have three to consider or more guys a great draft. That, yeah. that do that. So, so I mean, so I'm looking at that, and I'm cautiously optimistic. That'd be nice. You know, I mean, you know, it, you know, people can shit on me forever. You know, forever if Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro get moved on with the right, draft picks over. in this yeah, draft, yeah. you know, it's over. But, but maybe it, that's the draft that turns things around for us. Maybe. Uh, that maybe. Could be too. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. So, uh, you know, so you never know. So I've got a couple more to submit okay, to you. Okay, go for it. All right, so 77, uh, we get Mike Davis in the second round, Mickey Marvin uh, playing guard in the fourth round, Lester Hayes in the fifth oh. round uh, uh, from out of Texas A&M, and then in the 12th round. This is why the, the draft mm. is such a crapshoot. Anybody, I don't care if you're on NFL Network or you're a podcaster, anybody that sells you that they've got this thing figured out, <laughs> you don't. It's a complete crapshoot, and that's why you can't evaluate a draft the day after it happens. You have to give it three to five years. The guy that intercepted the football from Ron Jaworski three times in the Raiders' second Super Bowl. Absolutely. Guy. That guy. <laughs> My favorite. That guy. <laughs> love that guy. Love that guy. Was drafted in the oh, 12th dang. round. Yeah. Rod Martin would be an undrafted player in today's NFL. Al Davis takes him in in, in the twelfth round. Now and that was seventy seven. Seventy seven. Now twelfth yes. round. Rod Martin, you pull him. So I I raise another question from this conversation that we're having. What is the Raiders' greatest draft steal of oh. all time? Well, you can start with Rod Martin. You can yeah, start yeah. there, right? Yeah. I mean, you start there. Round, I mean, shoot. even the one you just brought up right before, Lester Hayes in the fifth. In the fifth, like, bro, what? Mm. Like, that's solid. It's crazy. So good. Here's another one for you. All right. Okay. So in 83, in the, we'll go in the backwards order. In the 10th round, okay, out of San Jose State and Andrew Hill High School, where I'm an alum and played on the same football team, oh, and swerving. wore this guy's number, oh. Swerving Mervin Fernandez swerving in the 10th Mervin. round. 10th, 10th round. round. Oh, the, wow. So you got to have three players, right? Well, this one, we got four. In the fourth round, all-time sack leader for the for the Raiders. Of course. Greg Townsend, a defensive end out of TCU. Uh, in the second round, Bill Piquel, defensive tackle, and, and an offensive tackle out of USC in the first round, Don Mosbar. Like, wow. huge. Like, that's an 83. Now, unfortunately, we won the Super Bowl mm. that year, 
And then everything freaking kind of dried up for us for, yeah. for a good while after that. But that was, I mean, stalwart players. Solid. And then the last one I'll give you that's worth consideration. This is two years prior to our last Super Bowl appearance. In the first round, and this is such an Al Davis pick uh-huh. and so beautiful. <laughs> and I love this pick and I love this player. Uh-huh. First round out of Florida State, Sebastian Jan- Dam Janikowski. Yes, right. <laughs> there you go. Who drafts a kicker in the first round? <laughs> Al Davis, the same guy that drafted a punter Punter in the, in the first, first round. round. Yeah. And both of them are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yeah. In the second round, what's he followed up with? Do you know? Uh-uh. You know? Jerry Porter, wide receiver. <gasps> Perfect. The third component to the My last favorite time. 84. Absolutely. <laughs> in the fifth round, he went another kicker. And out of Texas A&M, pulls another guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame, Punter Shane Leckler. Oh. There you go. Well, 2000 wasn't bad. And wow. somebody in there, I think it was, um, I believe it was CPA Joel, said that that uh, he would consider 2000. And I'll listen, oh. although we didn't win the Super Bowl, the combination of that draft and a couple before, consider, uh, including yep. Charles Woodson, and the addition of some key free agents is what led us to our Super Bowl appearance. Absolutely. Well, and Frank from NorCal is in the chat. He says, uh, biggest draft steal would be Bo Jackson in the seventh oh. round. Oh, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, that's the answer, right? I mean, that's the answer. I mean, the only other one that you could even say is, like you said, also in the seventh round. I mean, if we're round. considering depth, then yeah, because, I mean, Kenny in the second would be considered a steal oh, right. in oh. retrospect. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, you know I, mean, what I, mean? You, I mean, George Atkinson in the seventh, mm-hmm. like that you said in that same draft like bro what like that's that's yeah. solid too yeah, but, but i mean no but, but bo, as far as like immediate yeah. impact player yeah, no, it's like that i mean it's bo right yeah yeah i agree with that 100 yeah all right hey enough of us let's hear from them oh yeah two and a half hours in let's hear from them <laughs> good thing we cut that one segment <laughs> Tell them what they're playing for, Vanna. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so if you tuned in late, so we are still raising money for the One Nation Foundation tonight. So we are uh, we're just over four hundred bucks tonight, which hey, is which is which cool. is amazing, amazing. Let's uh, yeah, let, let's keep racking it up, man. Let's get to five hundred bucks tonight. And you're playing for this Fred Belitnikoff signed jersey right here. So certificate of authenticity would look beautiful in a frame right there. Yeah. And it's literally going to the Belitnikoff Foundation mm-hmm. through the One Nation Foundation. So get in the mix. Every $10 donation gets you one poker chip into the running. I got like nine poker chips right here. Let's fill them up. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, so uh, you can contact this show a multitude of ways. You could join us live each and every week, uh, or at least every other week during this time of year, uh, when we go live at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 Eastern, on YouTube.com uh, slash Raiders Fan Radio. And I jump in with the best chat room in the world. Uh, Ebony Graves is in there. Grumpy Raider fan's in there. John Leon is in there. Joel Denning. Uh, Foxy Scorpio is in there. Uh, Seattle Nick is in there. Uh, Napoleon McCallum. Oh, that's a good call out. Wow. Seattle Nick. I uh, appreciate that, my friend. Uh, Blind Athlete is in there. Uh, Ron the Materator, of course, holding it down. Foxy Scorpio, Tyrone Graves, uh, Hooligan Nation. Uh, so Alan Bush is in there. Um, uh, let's see. Jason Hunter is in there. So many of our good friends yeah. are in there. We appreciate you all very, very much in the way that you support uh, Raiders Fan Radio. Okay, so again, you can uh, join us on the live chat or you can email the show. That's at show. That's uh, S. Uh, keep, slow down. Okay, I'm sorry. Slow down. Sorry, I've had some coffee. Uh, it's S <laughs> uh, H 
good. Uh, o, mm-hmm. uh, W, not two U's. No, no, just one. The the this one. Oh, so, we're getting some help in the yeah, chat. Okay, yeah, there good, we, okay, good. Yeah, there yeah, go. there we go. Thank you, thank you. Well, Paul says he's been practicing. So yeah, so <laughs> emails at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, or you can call the show, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And if you leave us a message three times and we play it on the air, you can become a made man or a made woman here at Raiders Fan Radio. And so we appreciate you very, very much for all of those of you that contact us this week. And Michelle has the honor of reading yes. our emails. And so, Michelle, uh, who do we have this week? All right, so we have T-Hump first, and you guys have plenty of time to get your donations in because this is a two-pager. Oh, so, so I have plenty of time to pee, too? Plenty of time to pee. I do not. So oh, I'm no. gonna, no, it's, it's all good. Here we go. All right. Y'all ready? This draft harkens back to the days of the 2013 draft when the Reggie McKenzie regime finally had an opportunity to put together a full draft class, having missed out on the first two picks in the 2012 draft. When Al Davis passed away, the organization was in a state of flux. The team was close to the playoffs, but the foundation upon which the team was built was anything but solid. When Reggie came in and a lot of dead weight had to be shaved off and some bad contracts had to be dealt with. The 2013 draft did not have any quality franchise quarterbacks in it. Only one QB was even taken in the first round, EJ Manuel at 16, who ended up with the Raiders just a couple of years later. Reggie had the third overall pick in that draft. He could have selected all pro tackle Lane Johnson, defensive and Ezekiel Ansah, or he could have picked the number one corner in the draft, D Milliner, or DT Sheldon Richardson. Both of those players went to the Jets. Richardson was still on the board when CB DJ Hayden was selected at 13 overall. Mike Mayock had him rated at the, as the top corner in the draft, but others had him evaluated anywhere from three to seven. The pick was a reach, and Hayden was often injured and missed the last two months of his rookie season, and then the first six games of the 2014 season. He started 13 games in 2015 and showed flashes, but no consistency. He was listed as the fourth corner on the depth chart in 2016. The Raiders decided not to pick up his fifth-year option. Second-round draft pick O.T. Menelik Watson out of Florida State was a bust. He dressed for only five games and played in only three his rookie year. He injured his Achilles tendon just before the beginning of the 2015 season and was placed on IR. He was signed by Denver as a free agent in 2017 and spent two seasons with them, ending up on IR both seasons. Third-round pick linebacker C.O. Moore had a lot of potential, but he never truly developed in the Raiders' defense and only spent two seasons with the Silver and Black before being dealt to the Indianapolis Colts for a six-round pick in 2016. Fourth-round pick QB Tyler Wilson out of Arkansas had one time been touted as the best QB prospect in this class, but he did not even make the Raiders' roster in 2013, and he never really caught on anywhere else. Six-round pick tight end Nick Casa out of Colorado played in all 16 games for the Raiders in 2013. He caught his very first pass in Week 17, lost to the Broncos with just 30 seconds left in the game, and it was a touchdown. He tore his ACL in 2014, was placed on IR, and was released in May of 2015. Running back Latavius Murray was also a sixth-round pick. He didn't get any burn his rookie year because he was on IR and then got 82 carries in 15 games during the 2014 season, starting in three of those games. In 2015, Murray broke out and gained 1,066 yards on 266 attempts and scored six touchdowns. He played in 14 games in the next year, starting in 12 of them, and gained 788 yards, scoring 12 touchdowns, including one in a playoff loss against the Texans. But it was decided that he was not a priority and he was allowed to walk as a free agent. In 2017, he gained 842 yards and scored eight touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings, 
while Marshawn Lynch tallied 891 yards and seven touchdowns for the Raiders. Imagine the two of them in the same backfield. Another six-round pick, tight end Michael Rivera, picked three spots after Latavius Murray was the backup tight end in 2013 and moved into a starting role in 2014, catching 58 passes for 534 yards and four touchdowns. Despite the fact that he was productive and continued to show improvement, head coach Jack Del Rio brought in free agent Lee Smith and drafted Clive Walford to be the new starting tight end. Rivera was shopped around during the last year of his rookie contract, and then he was allowed to walk as a free agent. The other sixth-round pick, defensive lineman Stacey McGee, worked his way into the starting lineup and became a dependable force, setting the edge and operated as a steady presence in stopping the run. He missed some games due to an ankle injury in 2016, but he was able to parlay his career into a five-year, $25 million contract with Washington. The Raiders just let another one leave the building without getting anything in return. Wide receiver Bryce Butler, one of the two seventh-round picks, probably had no business Jeez, making names, his roster. He's crazy. <laughs> he only had nine catches for 103 yards and no touchdowns. But look at the rest of the receiving course. Rod Streeter, Denarius Moore, Jaron Kreiner, and Andre Holmes, along with veteran Greg Jenkins, just did not boast the level of talent that many NFL receiving groups had. Butler was traded to Dallas in 2015 and got back a fifth-round pick, although the Raiders also sent over a sixth-round pick as part of the deal. So in this case, they were able to get a little bit of return for their investment. The Raiders' last pick in the 2013 draft was outside linebacker David Bass. He did not make the squad, was picked up by Chicago, and ended up playing five seasons for four different teams. Which brings us to the 2023 draft. Two things are at play here. The first, Raiders want to build a sustainable winner. But secondly, they need to be able to find good value and know that whenever they can buy low and sell high, that just adds to the value of the franchise. So assuming that the Raiders keep all 12 picks, here is a guide through those picks. First round, number seven overall. The Raiders need to stud on defense. If Jalen Carter falls to seven despite the risks involved, you simply have to go with the most dynamic defensive player, and that's Carter. If you draft him, you are hopeful that everything else can be cleared up, but it's worth the risk. If he's gone, Christian Gonzalez reminds me of a taller shutdown corner, the likes of which Raiders have not had since Namdi us. Mm-mm. Yeah, here we go. I've had too many white claw. <laughs> in round two, at number 38, I was saying that he was... At least you didn't mix up the... Read it backwards like well, the commissioner true, did. That's yeah. true. I was saying that here is where the Raiders needed to draft a quarterback. If Hendon Hooker is there, you grab him. No questions asked. Mm. But if he's gone, you look squarely at the linebacker position. The Raiders may have their pick of the four top linebackers in this class. Drew Sanders, Jack Campbell, Day- Diane Hendley, or Trenton Simpson. Any one of those guys could challenge for a starting role as a rookie. Pick number 70, round three, is where you go best player available from a group that you like. At this spot, my group includes Notre Dame defensive end Isaiah Foskey, offensive tackle Blake Freeland of BYU, who could potentially battle for the starting spot other than O-line or Dewan Jones of Ohio State, along with starting potential Ooh. at offensive tackle. Pick number 100, also round three, might offer safety Jordan Battle of Alabama if the Raiders were extremely lucky yes. or they – could go for more offensive line depth by drafting City Sal out of Eastern Michigan. Round four, pick number 109, is where you once again look for the best available defensive player, probably concentrating on the D-line. A player I really like at this spot is Baylor defensive lineman Siakaika. Probably wrong. Round five, <laughs> pick number four, 141, is where you select the quarterback, unless you already have Hendon Hooker. The top three names who should still be on the board at 141 are Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, and Jake Hayner. Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Oh. Shout out, Stu. I, th- I think Aiden O'Connell's going to be on their show. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three picks after that, it's back to defense. Pick number 144, round five, and I would be looking toward Alabama linebacker Henry Toho oh, to there you add go. to the depth of a young linebacking corps. 
Round five, pick 174. Here's where I would draft the best tight end available. The guy I have on the board at this spot is Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. Round six, pick 204. It may be a bit of a reach, but I am looking at the potential of 6'4", 334-pound defensive lineman Jared Clark out of Coastal Carolina. I am thinking about the growth and development of Stacey McGee way back in 2013 as I am making this pick. Round six, pick 214. Fullbacks are not valued very much, as and many teams don't have one on the roster, but the Raiders have Jacob Johnson, and they now have a chance to add the best fullback available in this year's draft who would be an absolute steal at pick 2014. I give you Hunter Lipke out of North Dakota State. Round seven, pick number 220. Best available wow. defensive player looking more toward the back end. The player I have here is corner Anthony Johnson out of Virginia. With the final pick, round seven, pick 231, I am going with the best available wide receiver on the board to challenge those already in camp. At this point, I am eyeing Jalen Wayne, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. So out of the 12th pick, six are definitely on defense with that number potentially going to eight. This draft needs to render at least three starters. I see five potential starters from this group. This is how you build long-term. Thom. <laughs> A.K.A. T3. Also, I think y'all should be sending donations in for how well I read that email. Hey, that man, was a let's long go. email. Let's freaking go. That is the there voice are so many na- oh, it is. Oh, I can't even so make sure. eye contact with you right now. <laughs> Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Oh, except not when she's saying the national anthem. I know. <laughs> that was that was amazing, Michelle. It was amazing. Much respect. Much that, respect. There was a lot of names in there, and I know I butchered a lot because, I, like I said, I don't keep up, so I don't keep up with those guys. But Well, he, you got the full mock draft there. I, you all did. of it. He full, had that, all he, of like it. Like with analysis on each yeah. player and the whole nine yards. And now I, see, I feel like I need to go and maybe study those people. And those people that we might no, get. No, because none no, of them will be Raiders. Because none of them will be Raiders. <laughs> Except, study Henning Hooker. Okay, I'll study him. Well, go. I know a lot about him. Yeah, so, you because you guys have talked a lot about him. Okay. Paul. Now Paul? Paul? Yep. Okay, it's Paul. Oh, strawberry, please. Actually, pineapple, because I haven't had that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> See if I can do it again. Good evening, everybody. I hope you all are well. Just eight days left now until the draft. Eight days until we can all stare at the TV in wonderment that we finally hit pay dirt with our selections or fall apart at the seams once again and wonder what the hell will happen next. Can we get this one right? I have to confess I've cheated a little this week because I revisited an email I sent from this time last year. I think it's relevant, though, because of the doom and gloom around some of Raider Nation who seem to have already made up their minds that we'll have a dreadful draft class without giving anybody a chance to prove prove themselves. I also saw a tweet from a Raiders fan suggesting Derek Carr was our best ever draft selection. (laughs) At the risk of stirring up. Who said that? I did see that, actually. I did see that tweet. Best ever? They best ever. Ever. No. Yes. That's the dumbest no, shit I've ever heard in my now life. Now I feel like I had to go back and find it, because yes. No, you ever. need to go back to find it just so you he can block that person. He must have been 13. It had to have been a kid. It ha- I refuse it to, to believe been. it was a grown-ass man. Well, that's I refuse to believe it was a grown-ass we man. We were talking about, Jeff and I were talking about that pre-show that, like, so many of the, like, the, whatever, young... That, that's their guy. That's the only quarterback well, they grew up they, with him. Yeah. they grew up with him, and yeah, so yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a unique... Just like I had with Stabler. Like, right. So I don't begrudge yeah. them for that. But you got to have a little bit of a different perspective on your history. I mean, best ever. I mean, we played Charles Woodson's tonight. That is in the running for best ever. Gene Upshaw is in the running for best ever. Ever. Marcus Allen, Kenny Stabler, you know, Tim Brown. There's a lot. Howie Long. I mean, it just goes into all time time greats. I mean, because a lot of these all, I mean, 
pretty much all those all-time greats are Raider-grown people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Willie like, Brown I mean, wasn't, Mike Haynes wasn't, oh, right, yeah. right. Casper yeah. wasn't, yeah. Hendricks wasn't. There Casper was a, there absolutely was. Oh, oh, sorry, Casper was. Oh. Uh, Hendricks wasn't. Yeah, right. Hendricks yeah. wasn't. Alzado wasn't. Stuff right. like so that. There are, but I mean, Greg Townsend, Howie Long, you got, you know, I mean, all those folks on defense. You know, Lester Hayes. Jack Tatum. I mean, Tim Brown you alone. Know. Like, you can't say Derek Carr. Come on. I mean. He's way down the list, he's bro. He's way down the list. Way down the list. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, great. Great. It's a good okay, draft pick. Sure, a great draft, draft, sure. Sure. A good, good. That's right. You said you know? a good draft pick. I Big mean, Time Willie says Carr got MVP votes through six head coaches in nine years. That's cool. That's great. That's cool. That's great. That's great for that him. doesn't He's, make him I the greatest draft pick of all time. The greatest quarterback of all time. I wouldn't even put him in the top ten. No. No. And no. that's not. And no. I and, and I say those comments. He might be top twenty five. One hundred percent without throwing shade at Derek. No. But top, when you look at the legacy and the history of our team, you're talking we just about name ten right here that aren't Derek. You're talking Carr, about so. two of them are Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. Like yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. come on, man. No. Yeah. All right, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, we digress. I also saw a tweet from a Raiders fan suggesting Derek Carr was our best ever draft selection. At the risk of stirring up the whole Derek Carr soap opera again or facing a telling off from David Carr, this is clearly a troll, an inmate from an asylum, or a pendejo. (laughs) That's true. We all know that we've made a complete screw-up over recent years, but it's not all doom and gloom. I was looking at our draft history the other day and decided to see who I thought was our best ever number one pick. This led me to do the same over the current seven-round format to see which stars we've picked up and when. I should add that I've only done this to include players that I have seen during my time as part of the nation. So it's from 1981-82. Therefore, the likes of Freddie B and Snake don't make it to the list. Round one. This is a hard choice. I have three standouts, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and Charles Woodson. How do you choose between them? Marcus gave me my finest hour as a Raider so far. Timmy B is the only receiver to come close to Cliff Branch and see what is beyond a legend. I'm going with Tim Brown, but reserve the right to change my mind at any time because it's such a difficult call. Round two. With a nod to Jack Jack Squirrick, the short list here is Dave Casper, Matt Millen, and Howie Long. Another tough one, but this is Howie Long for me. Round three. I always liked Kirk Morrison, and he was a good selection, but Van McElroy gets my round three choice. Solid players and part of Super Bowl eighteen. Round four, only one choice here, and that's Cliff Branch. With honorable mentions for Dave Dalby and Greg Townsend as well, and very possibly Max Crosby in the future. Round five, the easiest to choose without a doubt is Lester Craig Hayes, the greatest player in NFL history, isn't he? That's Paul's favorite. That is. (laughs) The man is such a hero, they should change the Super Bowl trophy to two hands covered in stickum, engraved with the number 37. (laughs) We should clone him in a laboratory in Henderson and have lots of little Lesters running around. (laughs) <laughs> Incidentally, in the same draft in round 12, at pick number 317, we picked up Rod Martin. Proof, my favorite. Proof, if any were needed. That's that your favorite. He, he's he's now favorite. become your favorite player. Yeah, he's certainly my favorite podcast uh, guest. <laughs> <laughs> Proof, if any were needed, that you shouldn't just focus on the shiny superstars in the first round. Round six, this pick has been a graveyard for us, even going back to 61, and I can only find Latavius Murray as a candidate. Round six has been a problem for some reason. Round seven, okay, perhaps this is the easiest choice. It's Bo Jackson. Enough said. There we go. The biggest what-could-have-been story in sporting history. We were robbed of one of the greatest sportsmen ever. It will always be one of our darkest days. True. So, as you can see, we don't always get it wrong. Where we differ from others, though, is that when the pieces do fall into place, we are in the habit of making legends, not just good players. 
So enjoy the three days, everybody. Be excited. We might just get this one right and start to see the journey for another Howie Long or Lester Hayes. Always remember, though, as Murph once said, don't fall in love with the player and don't expect too much too soon. Stand by for some explosive podcasts and YouTube shows, whatever happens. And finally, the world... Finally! <laughs> the finally. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, hit it. Finally! 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 <laughs> Stand by... No, and finally. The word shifted well, on the taxes. Again? Damn it. Yeah, play it again. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Refresh start. And finally. 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 The world shifted on its axis last weekend as Stuart Schweiger <laughs> joined Graphic Raider and Murph and gave us one of the funniest shows ever broadcast. Uh, it was. Truth, it man. was. It was Hall of Fame quality. From start to finish, it was hilarious. Stu should be writing his autobiography without delay. Tr that's true. He should be. If you haven't oh, checked it out, yeah. folks, you really have to. It is fantastic. Stuart comes across as a great guy, very genuine, and Raider Nation to the core. There were so many funny anecdotes, the Run Run Jones story being one, but all I can <laughs> say, I know it's coming, but all I can say for those that haven't seen it or heard it, Jim Plunkett will never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, no, true. He, he is not lying. Oh my as gosh. for you all in the man cave, the next time you meet Jim at the Politica Foundation, you know what you're going to be thinking, don't you? Oh, no, I am. Uh -oh. It's going to be hard not to look. It's, it's going to be hard not to look. <laughs> Luckily, though, we're not swimming together. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, all right. <laughs> Love you, Raider Nation, His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner, winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five, five time, five time, five time, times two, two plus one. Of, uh -oh. <laughs> oh, didn't he win one? Didn't he win another one? Oh, he took it back. He took it back. Oh, he, he took it back. He took it back. Uh, winner. Plus one, JK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do that again. Right. Five time, five, five time, time, five time, times, times, times two. two. Winner of the Raiders Van Radio, BRT Sizzler Award. Good job, Paul. Paul. Darn right you are. Good job, Paul. I we appreciate like people you. People are going to start sending in emails just to challenge me. That those well, were really those long. were the two of the longest those, ones uh, back to back. Well, well <laughs> yeah, and I, and I'll say this too. And we love your communications, Raider Nation. And please keep oh, them coming. They're great, but might want to <laughs> tighten them up a little bit. Like, well, add, add Paul, them. you do what you do. Paul, you do what you do. But yeah, but uh, anyway, Paul but, does have the quill, so he can do. He's he kind of like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But man, yeah, those those get real long. There's a reason we have a three minute timer give on the voicemail. Give me bullet points. Yeah, give me bullet <laughs> does points. Google, does Google Voice need to become Google <laughs> email? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how we sound. I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but gr a great no, job, Michelle. Were, oh, I mean, great, you. great. Oh my gosh, totally. And great email. They were great. They really were. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah, you, T-Hum. Thank you, T-Hum. Good, insightful stuff there yeah, from yeah. T-Hum. There's a we, lot we, of info in there. A lot of info in there. Yeah. So we appreciate you very, very much. All right. So uh, <laughs> Dales by Diesel says, I feel like I heard a yeah. graphic novel. I felt like I read one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, so good stuff there, man. We appreciate you all very much. And so let's go ahead and jump into the voicemails before we get out of here tonight. And uh, before we get out of here, we're going to give away uh, oh, that yeah. signed Fred Boletnikoff jersey. Uh, Swago, give them an update on what we got going on with that jersey. Uh, we need 60 bucks before the end of the show. 60 bucks for the end of the show. We're giving away a signed Fred Bolitnikoff jersey. This fine uh, item oh, could be yours. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Oops, you want oh, this. Get those donations in, man. That's there we go. Beautiful. There you go. Get it. Absolutely. Get, it. Get on in there. We're going to give that thing away. Just after these last two voicemails, uh, we're going to check in with our buddy Donovan. Haven't heard from Donovan in a minute. And uh, let's see what he's got to say about the Raiders. What's going on, man? It's been a, it's been a while, man. But look, I'm going to get straight to it, man. Brady Nation. I'm not emotionally involved right now, but it's just, what's the point, man? With this draft coming up, I don't know who we getting, but get my feelings out. I'm going to keep it football. We need to draft either Joey Porter Jr. or Christian Gonzalez, you know, uh, Penn State and Oregon. Those are college ones. We need to go get Devin White, man. We got all these receivers. We might have ah, to play all I like that, too. I, Look, I like man, that, too. He's going to be expensive, though. There's multiple double-digit leagues last year. And this offense that played with its potential and broke records, we need to let these players play their game. Do not draft a quarterback, man. We can win this with Jimmy G, man. All right, if Josh McDaniels stop playing, man, because Mark Davis did not come to Vegas and lose, man. All right? We played with our potential and we still had a chance to make the playoffs, man, benching our quarterback, man. All right, Josh McDaniels, stop playing, man. That's all I got, man. Just win, baby. Oh, my gosh. I nice. love it, man. Good stuff, Donovan. Love it, man. You know, I agree with him. Don't mess around. Like, just build this damn defense, man. We we're, don't. I, I'm at first, Jeff, I thought for sure, like, we really need to go quarterback. We got to build our future. We got to go franchise quarterback. You got to take a swing. And I still think that. I still think that if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you got to keep swinging in the draft until you get one. But, you know, Jimmy G's a guy that took his team to the Super Bowl yep. with a good defense supporting him. And so I think if you can build the defense, like he's, he's, he, I don't even think he's a bridge, but I don't think he's like the long-term play per se, especially with the durability issues. But I'm, I'm with Donovan, man, just rack up traffic, build the core of this defense, uh, you know, and then maybe next year we do quarterback or year after that even. Uh, but I, I think that, that, that Jimmy G is, um, you know, he's capable enough to, he's done it with the Niners. So mm -hmm. he's already been there. You know what I mean? He's already taken a team to the to the to the to the big game, and there's no reason to think he can't do it with the Raiders. So great job there, Donovan, and appreciate that take. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, this is a really uh, interesting question that's been posed, and um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say in the chat room about it because this is something I've never thought about. And uh, let's check in with Dave in the three three zero. What is up, Michelle Swaggy, Mister Murph? It's Dave in the three three zero here. Um, just wanted to see if I have a problem or an issue in my brain here. So I was on vacation a week or two ago, and my wife's like, you're really wearing that shirt? And I'm like, why was wrong with it? She's like, it's full of holes. And I'm like, but it's a Raiders shirt, and we're at the beach, and it's hot. And uh, maybe swag can help with this. When is the right time to let go and get rid of those shirts, man? Because I, I have a hard time doing it. Pretty much just with my Raiders gear, man. I'll have a stained up old freaking hoodie, and I'm like, well, I'm going to use this to chop wood in the backyard or whatever. Like, I'm not going to throw it away. It has the shield on it. Um, and I'm just wondering if anybody else has that problem, just, 
just letting go. I, I've got these jerseys of players that weren't even on our team. Like I got Lynn Bowden Jr., not an official jersey, but, uh, you know, a Chinese jersey. I love them. They still look nice, but it's like, man, it's still hanging in my closet. The guy never even played for us. I didn't go out and get Antonio Brown because I, uh, I don't know, I was a little shy on that. And he came from Pittsburgh. So I, I held off a little bit. But, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there, see if anybody else has that issue and if there's a, a cure for it. All right, bye. All right, good stuff there from Dave in the 3 3. I appreciate you, Dave. Yeah. So I'll give you my answer. I've only ever gotten rid of one thing that uh, says Raiders on it. So, I, like, when my kids were growing up, like, they had, like, Darren McFadden jerseys, like, when they, sure. were, when they were little and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I had a Jeff Hostetler jersey uh, yeah. for, for Tristan. When he outgrew that stuff and my boys outgrew that stuff, I sent it to my cousin Sonny so his kids oh, could yeah. wear that kind of stuff. So I've, I've never thrown away nor gotten rid of anything that's got Raiders stuff on it. And um, as I've gotten older, I've started acquiring more and more stuff. So it wears out less frequently because mm-hmm. I'm wearing so many different things, especially now with the show. Like I always try to wear something a little unique and different every, every time we do an episode. So my, the, the wear out of this stuff is, is happening at a less frequent pace. There's only one exception and I still didn't even throw it away. It's sitting inside uh. that closet folded up <laughs> because, and I told you that if familiar enough with the show, I've said this a few times, I wanted to have a Vegas inaugural Jersey. I wanted to have, I don't typically buy young players. I only buy jerseys that are older than me or my era anyway. So I got, you know, Wheatley and whatever, whatever. And the old school guys, Haynes and Stabler and Fred Blitnikoff and all that. Anyways, but I I bought him a new one. And the one I have now is Josh Jacobs with the inaugural patch on it. But I bought one before that. And I folded it up and stuck it in that closet, and it's Henry Ruggs. Oh. It's yep. the only jersey that I've ever been like, yeah. I'm going to take this one out of rotation. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I can yeah. explain that any further. No, but yeah, like, makes, you, yeah. you guys get it. But like, yeah. that's, but outside of something like that, extenuating circumstances, the, Time is never, Michelle. What about you? The time is never. And I know, like, I have a different story, like, as far as, because I had Devin, when he was born, he had a Jerry Rice Raiders, uh, like, onesie jersey. I didn't know you could buy those. My dad was, and I've told this story before, my dad was a California team fan. He just loved any California team. So he was really a big Montana, Jerry Rice, like, a big fan. But when they came to the Raiders, I was like, hell yeah. So I got, I had, but when Devin outgrew that, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I just cut the bottom off and made it just a jersey for him. And now I still have it. And do you really? His, yeah, I still have it. So when they, either Libby or Devin or whatever oh, they have kids, nice, nice, they'll nice. be able to get it. But no, I've never, I've never thrown anything Raiders away, ever. Don't do it, guys. Send it to me if you don't want it. <laughs> yeah. For, even if it has holes in it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've even got, like, I, once upon a time, I was a much bigger guy. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, oh, the sh- yeah, you just yeah. gave the shit to me. Well, not only that, but or I still have some things. Yeah, I right. still because I was almost two hundred seventy pounds once upon a time in my life. And now I walk around about two fifteen. Like so, I I mean I was like a double, almost triple X, and a lot of oh. stuff. I've still got those things hanging up in my closet. I haven't been touched yeah. in years. Yeah. And then yeah, like some of the jerseys and stuff yeah. that I get. I've got a Charles Woodson jersey that I bought when I was a bigger guy, uh-huh. and it was my first jersey that I ever bought. Like, and I've still got it. And I was going to give it to Jeff. And I'm like, 
can't. I, no, I, I can't. Well, I can't you, give it you to were, you. You were kind of doing this. I'm like, no. I said, that's you your first one, man. It. You got to keep that. If anything, I'd rather you hang that in the fan mm-hmm. cave or right. something yeah. like that. Because so, I never had, we didn't have enough money when I was a kid, like to get, like to wear an NFL oh, jersey yeah. when I was a kid or even a teenager or a young adult. <sighs> Like you had to be rich right. to be able to get that stuff. Oh, and man. like the oldest thing, I'll here I'll give I'll give you one. The oldest Raider piece that I own that I can think of that's the original. Cause I've got I've bought some shirts and things that I had from before that whatever got, you know, in moves or oh, yeah. parents threw away or whatever, whatever. Um, the only thing that I still have is I have my Raiders starter jacket from nineteen ninety one. I still have that, and I love that thing. thing is badass, dude. I, I love it. It's in. It's. I mean, it was bought off the freak. I bought it at Big Five Sporting Goods or something like that. I can't remember where I got it. Um, but yeah, but I bought that back in the day, and I still have that thing. And that's the oldest thing that I have. Um, but uh, anyways, I'm sorry. I kind of derailed that, Jeff. What did What did you want to? Um, well, I mean, take it from a guy named Swag Jeff, man. <laughs> man, right? Yeah. I, 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 not, everything is still in the closet. I mean, for sure. You know, I mean, the only thing that I ever got rid of, period, um, was Antonio Brown shit. Oh yeah, it was Smart. the only thing yeah. I ever got rid of. But I didn't. But it was the same. But it was the same way. I never. I didn't throw it away. Yeah. So thankfully, I didn't rip the tags off of my Antonio Brown oh. jersey. So I was able to return it to Fanatics oh, nice. for a full refund. Nice. Uh, but the T-shirt and stuff I had. Mm-hmm. So I had. A, I also had a hat that had his signature on it. I gave it to my dad, and so he still he still oh, rocks. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, but the <laughs> shirt or whatever, I donated to Goodwill. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. So like, and you know, I mean, like, and so. And, and and you pulled out some shirts from our tote the uh today. Mm. You know, the DADC ones mm. and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I got that we're one. We're not we're mm. not gonna we're not, I'm not gonna rock a DADC at, at least for now. Right. Yeah. I'll rock it later. But you know, if you've got any of those, whatever, and you just don't want it, donate it. Don't yeah. don't, burn don't burn it, burn don't throw it, it yeah. away. Yeah. Don't do any of that stupid shit. Just give it to someone else. Cause someone else will still rock it. Or you know give it mean? to the goodwill because every time I see something raiders in the my my daughter too, she does a lot of thrifting. And anytime she sees anything Raiders, she buys it Bro, and brings it yes. to me. And I do the same thing. I mean, you don't see a lot of that out here, but but we have bought a lot of things. I bought a starter pullover at a goodwill not too long ago you know so every time i see it so donate it because i'll buy it absolutely <laughs> there we go well and yeah and i'm getting ready to donate so we've got a bunch of leftover shirts oh. that say dadc on them oh, that, yeah. we, that, that we hooked up for last year i'm getting ready to donate like 20 oh, shirts yeah. you right. know what i mean because we just don't have an outlet for them yeah. i mean unless unless you want one yeah, Nation, yeah. i mean if you want one i'll for send nostalgia it to you. purposes right hey, send me an email <laughs> uh show at raidersfanradio.com tell me you want the damn t-shirt and i'll send the sucker to you man yeah. because it doesn't have any any yeah. any value to us unfortunately in, yeah. in, anymore um all right let's but oh. let's go from old swag that you want to get rid of <laughs> to new swag that you want to acquire Absolutely. and uh so swag jeff uh, tell us what's going on there in the chat i think do we we hit our 500 hundred dollar gold Abs- tonight <laughs> by yeah, a long by a long oh, shot let's man. go so, raider nation so, yeah, so, so, so we were Incredible. at we were at like 470 so i i dropped the 20 in there and said someone else donate 10 so yo dropped another 10 and then uh i think uh tyler smith dropped another 10 as well and then frank from norcal just said okay i see your 500 <laughs> 
Let's make it six. Yeah. So he donated one hundred dollars to, to the One Nation Foundation. Oh, much, no much respect, Frank from NorCal, dude. Much, much respect. Oh, Frank. So, so, so yeah. So much, oh, much respect you, to you. Thank, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, man, for sure. So, uh, so, so tonight. So see you, fans, man. It was uh, two emails, two voicemails, man. So T Hom and Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Much respect to the two of you, and much respect to Michelle for reading those <laughs> those novels that we had there. So thank you very, very much. And the voicemails, Donovan and uh, Dave in the 330. So tonight's Sizzler Award. Oh, yeah, goes- we got, I forgot to talk about the Sizzler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So tonight's Sizzler Award goes to someone who uh, brought a good conversation into the sea of fans. It is Dave in the 330. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Hold on to that Sizzler. shirt. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead to Errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Can I get a hoo-ya? Hoo-ya. <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone now, man. All right. Yeah, we're too long in this show. I was in that one too yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah, it's but, already uh, a three-hour show. So, hey, so hey, much. Well, congrats, okay, thank you, Dave, and congratulations on winning that Sizzler. But also, so very, very much, Frank Norcal. All the donations are always so highly yeah. respected and, yeah. and thankful for. But when you freaking drop that in there to get us to almost six hundred bucks tonight, like or at six hundred bucks, like that's just so strong. And we just yeah. thank you, uh, brother Frank, and just know that one hundred percent of that money is going to go to the One Nation Foundation, supporting Raiders related charities, mostly important or not mostly important, but like the larger of them that we mm. give to through the course of the year is the Blitnikoff Foundation. So thank you so very very much for that. And all right, so swag Jeff. Uh, let's give uh, let's give that jersey away. Absolutely. So and hey, you know so, what? And I got a consolation prize. Consolation prize. What's I got the a consolation? consolation prize. I've got. So we're gonna give. So I got. Oh, have I seen this? No, because I got. Well, I got. Oh. I got new mugs for uh, for oh. Michelle and for Swago. And so I also got uh, some that have the One Nation uh, Foundation logo on it. So let's. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it boxed up and everything, and we'll just put your name on it and send it to you. Uh, so let's give away two things tonight because oh, awesome. that's because that way exceeded what we thought we were gonna do. We we weren't even planning on giving anything away tonight. And I'm like, hey, yeah, it's kind of a last second thing. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you want to give something away? And he goes, yeah, let's give away that Freddie B. I'm like, okay, that's so awesome. and we there raised way more than I thought. So thank that's, you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, so thanks everyone for donating. We had 19 people donate tonight, which oh, is fantastic. which is which is which is absolutely is absolutely incredible, man. So uh, so I'm gonna put all these in the bucket right here. So uh, so in no particular order, James Moore at the buzzer, man, ten dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation, uh, Hooligan Nation. $30 donation. Kill Jadis. Uh, hashtag one chip gang. $10 donation. Uh, let's see. Uh, Houston, fr- uh, Houston from LA. $10 donation. Uh, Ebony Graves. $30 donation. Uh, let's see. Raider Nation News Today. That's our buddy. Uh, Hammer. $30 donation. Yeah. Uh, gr- uh, Mojo. $20 donation. Tider Raider. $20 donation. Uh, John Ogle, ten dollar donation. Uh, Tyrone Graves, a ten dollar donation. <laughs> Tyler Smith, thirty dollar donation. Uh, let's see, Pineapple, twenty dollar donation. Ho- Hoffy, twenty dollar donation. Uh, Wyo, twenty dollar donation. Wyo. 
Swag Jeff, twenty dollar donation. If you uh, win, we're if donating I win, we're gonna else. we're gonna yeah. donate something. <laughs> Bullshit! I gave my twenty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Absolutely. And then and then the big dogs for the night. Uh, let's see, uh, Chef B. $80 donation hey, to the One Nation feet. Foundation. Schmucky the Raider Bear, $60 donation. Thank you, Absolutely. Uh, Jason Hunter, $90 donation. Jason, thank you, Jason. And Frank from NorCal, $100 donation you, to the One NorCal. Nation Foundation. So tonight's total, thanks to all you Raider Nation. Uh, for the One Nation Foundation tonight, we raised $620. Hey, let's go. Much, much respect. Thank you, each and every one of you. Nice job, y'all. So, Thank you so much. Absolutely. So I've mixed it up just a little bit. I got Michelle here to my right that is going to mix it up and shake it up. And uh, Did you get James Moore's last $10? I did. $10 I, did. In I, did. I, did. I did. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Get ready. Put it in your hand. Mixing them up. All right. I got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, no. My knees are all in here. <laughs> All right, here we uh, go. Other side. Brrr. Oh, is that it? Uh, number number nine. nine. That is Jason Hunter. Hey, Jason. Awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Jason. So send me an email, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. I need your uh, your address, brother. Abs- uh, absolutely. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That's awesome, man. Congratulations, Jason. Congratulations, and Jason. And, and let's give away this uh, One Nation Foundation coffee mug. Absolutely. So, so reach back in here, uh, Michelle. If it's a nine again, then who can't win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give it to somebody else. Nope. It's new. Oh, it's new. Okay, good. Okay. All right. New number. Okay. What do we got? The new number is number three. three. That is Chef B. Hey, Chef B. Chef B. Congratulations, my friend. That's so, awesome, man. Uh, yeah, Congratulations. So hit us up, so show B. at RaidersFanRadio.com. <laughs> Uh, send us your address and we will be sending you that One Nation Foundation uh, mug. And you know what, Michelle, come up, come back oh. over here one more time. We're going to do one more for a uh, t shirt. Let's do a t shirt. Oh. Okay. Do one, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do, a, not, let's do yeah. a t shirt tonight. And it won't be a DADC. We'll send you a Raiders fan radio t shirt. We'll send you a Raiders fan radio t shirt. That's right. Yeah. All right. We got. Well, is that. Not, yeah. No, okay. I wasn't good. sure if it was okay. upside down. You're good. So it must be a six. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the winner is Ebony Graves. Congratulations, Ebony Graves. You have won a Raiders Fan Radio t-shirt. If you didn't already have enough. I was going to say, say Ebony does those be things. rocking those Raiders Fan Radio <laughs> shirts. Absolutely, so. she does. Absolutely. Yeah, she does. All right, good stuff there. So we appreciate you, Raider Nation, so very, very much. Can't thank you guys enough for your generosity. Incredible. uh, Giving to the One Nation Foundation and your support of this show. Uh, We will see you. um, We're not going to do a show proper on Wednesday, but look for us on Friday. Uh, We're going to do a show uh, just going into day two of the NFL draft. It'll be myself. It'll be Swag Jeff. It'll be QB Jeff. We're going to do a little mini show leading up to the draft, and then we're going to do mini shows uh, or mini-er shows after each Raiders pick and then we'll also be jumping in with our buddies Graf and uh, uh, or mainly just Graf on, on his channel we'll kind of be floating in and out there uh, all night long so definitely check us out uh, coming up on the draft and then we'll get back on our on a regular schedule after that so we appreciate you all so very very much also appreciate my co-host tonight starting off with Michelle thank you Michelle you yeah. did such an awesome job oh, tonight man, it was, it was, it's always an incredible time I'm just ready for this draft Let's let's go. That's all I can say. Let's make it happen, man. It's time. Whoops. 
<laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is. is. Well, go ahead and throw it over to the swag, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Yeah, hell yeah. So thanks, everyone, in the chat, man. Uh, James Moore, Paul, Ebony, uh, Seattle Nick, Tales by Diesel, B. Al, Jason Hunter, Wire Raider, uh, Grumpy Raider fan. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Uh, Such uh, flair. Absolutely, absolutely. I got all flair, but no light. Oh, you're lying. What'd you do to my light? What happened to you? I'm stealing your spotlight. You're stealing my damn spotlight, man. Light. Oh, light this shit up. Oh, there he is. Look there right there, because everyone needs to see this. Uh, yeah, right there. Swag Jeff, get you some. Right nip. <laughs> good night, right nip. <laughs> get a good look. Good night, dog, your nipples. <laughs> good night, YouTube. This is Raiders Fan Radio, isn't it? Stupid ass shit that lighter we do. journey the in the dark journey, side. I mean, that's it. That's, uh, light as, that's light as hell, right. bro. <laughs> is it? All right, I love you guys. Bye. Oh, goodness. See you, bye. <laughs> See you, bye. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.